Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special E3 edition of a Soccer Rangers podcast in space. I'm Cole. I'm your green. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Green Ranger. No, I'm the Black Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! So Cole is contagious. Oh God, it's worse. <laughs> Amy, John, run, <laughs> run! It's too late for me. <laughs> and I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and here we talk about conventions, podcasts, and nerdum in general. But this week, though, we're talking about E3. Um, yep. yep, just this like last week, year. Just like last year. It. Yep, we can't we can't get away from it. But last year we talked about E3, so this year we're talking about it as well. Um. So that happened this week. And I, when did it officially end? Like E3, is it still on, or is it like done done? Uh, it. Cl- the convention hall part of it closed on Friday. So okay. that's really the end of it, even though a lot of people would consider E3 to be done on Tuesday after the Nintendo press conference. So mm-hmm. depends on where you go and stand. Exactly. Um, okay, then. So we're going to start off right at the top. We're going to talk about like just general announcements. First off, we'll start off with that. Um, just for the generalized E3. So Rob, uh, I didn't know about most of these. So do you want to, ch- you want to start that off? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, why don't we go and talk about Sony's amazing press conference? Uh, oh, I, I was, come re- on, no, come I was on. really impressed with everything that they announced this time around. Just like, wow. I, I did I not su- think we were going to get... surprised. Some of those games that came out with them, I was like, why are they even on Sony? But no, they're out there. Yeah, like, I, uh, I never thought we'd see Halo on a Sony console. But it's crazy. It. I'm yeah. so excited about the Emoji movie. You know, it's been long-awaited... It's like, when are they going to make a movie to follow up from the amazing uh, movie? You mean the game? A video game based on the amazing movie. And they are. And it looks like we're going to get another B movie uh, (laughs) as well. I really like that Candy Crush MMO they're coming out with. Yeah. Well, what about what about Uwe Boll's new announced game? Like, I I know he's not allowed to make films anymore, but God, I never imagined that his visionary uh, directorial quality would find itself in video games. It's weird. He did bad video game movies. Now he's doing bad movie video games. I mean, we don't know for sure that they're going to be bad. It just looked like it from the four frames per second we were looking at the entire time. I, I, it was just weird that Sony backed them so heavily and they, they're giving them so much money to do it. But Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Um, I, I think we can all clearly agree. Sony, winners of E3 2019. And, and the, how yeah. Death Stranding turned out to just be uh, Half-Life 3. Yeah, <laughs> blew my mind. Yeah, no, like wow. Mm-hmm. I think with with that though, we could just end it right there because they've already yeah. won. Yeah, no, that's that's just it. No, that, thank thank you so much, everybody. Good night. Have a good night. <laughs> right. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, our producer is telling us that everything we just said was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so apparently, according to this piece of paper that's been given to me, Sony never showed up. Yeah. And according to this piece of paper that's been given to me, Rob's our producer is just Rob's internal monologue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, that's the one thing that this year, um, I think it's the first time in a while. That's Is it the first time? It's, it's the first. First time since the PlayStation 2 era that Sony has not had a press conference at the event. 
And yeah, because I yeah. know they had a booth. They had a booth, but they didn't and have a, a they uh, they had uh, a four by four booth, but even then it was nothing that they were actually promoting. It was just third party developers that are making exclusive games for the platform. So mm-hmm. Sony itself paid for booths, but nobody from Sony was actually there. It was all secondaries. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's Interesting. Sick. Yeah, no, it's I don't know. Sony actually had a very good justification for why they didn't go this time around, but I hope it's something that doesn't stick. Um, Like a one and done type thing. I'm hoping that's going to be the case, but we'll see ultimately. Um, This year was definitely different for a lot of reasons. Uh, A lot of the press conferences were a lot different than what they used to be. Mm. But Sony's reasoning behind this is that E3 hasn't really changed its platform in over 20 years. Mm-hmm. The problem is the industry itself has. And I don't mean that from the perspective of this is not a great jumping off point for a developer. If they can get on screen for one of those conferences, it's a huge deal. But E3 is very different. I should say E3 has remained the same despite the industry itself changing. Originally, E3 was a simple trade show and you'd have game developers, you'd have peripheral manufacturers, they would have booths set up like any other trade show that was out there. And that was their chance to market themselves to large industry professionals, whether it be uh, Sears, JCPenney, Best Buy was first getting going, Circuit City. That was their opportunity to pitch. This is the product that you guys want to have on your shelves leading into the holidays. This is the stuff that's going to make you the money. These are your percentage guidelines. This is what you can get out of it. That's really what E3 started off as. And it worked great as a trade show for a long time, especially as video games were really starting to catch fire in the late 80s going into the early 90s. The profit margins were good. The game market was continuing to grow ever since the video game crash ended and Nintendo and Sega really got the market going again. E3 has been a staple ever since. And it was big because that worked as a great option for... Uh, them to go and market to both national uh, retailers as well as the international market as well. Because while we think here in North America of the video game market as being pretty cemented and pretty stable, there's a lot of places around the world, especially in Europe, uh, where just because of different uh, media-related regulations, you didn't have the same kind of access uh, to everything. There weren't... It took a long time. It was the late 90s before something like a Funko Land or an EB Games or GameStop, as we put it now, started to go and pop up across Europe. And we've had that stuff basically since the early 90s. Granted, most of those places don't exist anymore for a lot of good reasons, but they were big in that period for a reason. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately for Sony, they made a great point. It's hard to have a trade show in June when most large retailers have already finished planning their holiday releases. And the reality is a lot of the video game market, especially for a hardware manufacturer, is built around certain times of the year and what they're able to market and what they're able to sell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sony's got a good point. But it's also kind of sad to see something that's been an industry staple for such a long time starting to fall apart. And Nintendo also has a hand in this as well because they've really proven with their Nintendo Directs that they can reach their market much more effectively, more often, and without needing to go and put down the hundreds of thousands of dollars that's required to put on one of those big conferences every year. 
Sony went and did their first destination PlayStation uh, event back in February. That was big for them. Uh, EA decided to go and do basically the same thing uh, with their conference. Ubisoft did the same thing with theirs. Uh, Sony, or sorry, not Sony. Um, Nintendo did their you know classic Treehouse Direct. That's something that's worked well for them. And it makes for a little bit of an underwhelming circumstance, but one that we might be dealing with long term. Uh, I actually saw Reed Pop, the guys who run uh, conventions like PAX. Now, these are the guys that actually organized and set everything up. They tried to they tried to go and get a contract to run E3 about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And, oh God, the, the Electronic Entertainers Association, who actually owns and runs E3, has continually fought against bringing in any third parties to try to revitalize and change the way that E3 works. And it's dying as a result of that. Even though this year they sold more tickets than ever, it doesn't mean that's necessarily garnering the same kind of effect that it did even just four or five years ago. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so pretty much main story, Sony never showed up. Yep. And, but they had good reason. Yep. So let's talk about generalized that generalized announcements. We'll start off with that. Uh, things that weren't directed to exactly one studio. So we'll start. We'll start with, with Stadia. I've oh, heard. Of, I heard Stadia, that name. Google Stadia. Google Stadia. Yes. Yeah. What is Google Stadia? Uh, okay. Uh, you guys just want me to take this one too? I'll keep this one short. Yeah, this one's very very quick, but this one gets mentioned a whole bunch throughout the conference. Yeah. So Google has decided to get their hands into gaming in a big way, and I'm terrified. Uh, no, but really, uh, anybody that's been listening to us for a little while knows last December, I got in with uh, Project Stream. That was a test operation using Assassin's Creed Odyssey to test their new uh, streaming game option. And it was a very cool thing. But latency was a real issue, at least for me personally, uh, even with 150 megabit connection it was making things a little bit rough to go and play when you've got action commands and you're trying to execute them just right, but you're dealing with 15 to 40 millisecond delays. Google has decided to go and take this all in and they announced Google Stadia. It is a streaming game service. And the idea is that it's going to be able to run on anything that Chrome is accessible on. So everything from Android TVs, certain... uh, Smart TVs with Google-enabled, smartphones, uh, some console support, though they haven't really explained how that works because none of the major consoles support Google or Google Chrome at this point. I don't know. But PCs, laptops, and supposedly a whole bunch of other options coming soon. Mm. <laughs> that's vague. Yeah, I, very vague. Because <laughs> that's the one thing that I heard the most common is that you can access it anywhere. And I'm like, and and that's just it. If you have a stable enough internet connection, you'll be able to access it anywhere that you have access to Google Chrome is really what it comes down to. And visually, it looks very good. The latency concerns are still my issue with it. Um, But going into what it really is. So there's a lot of confusion over this. And Google, I don't know if they intentionally kept this vague or if they just kind of forgot to fill us in on the details of it. 
basically the idea behind it is that you have two different services, one subscription and one free. The free service will give you access to the Stadia store where you'll be able to buy games straight away and be able to just stream them. So no discs, no boxes, as they say. Uh, and yeah, you're just going to be able to play games over the internet that you purchase. There is also the Stadia Pro subscription, and that's going to run for $15 a month. And the idea with that one is that you will have access to many, quote unquote, free games. And then you can buy games on top of that. Mm. A lot of people are confused. I've actually seen several even reputable news sources referring to it as a subscription service for unlimited games. But I need to buy them. And it's like, oh, uh, guys. I, I, that, I, it's going to kill it at the start line. Yeah, no, like, that's just no. it. So I am taking Baldur's Gate as part of their project, as part of what they're working on. Um, that is such a beloved series. That's mm -hmm. kind of a, not like a safe bet, but that is a really good, you know, like, association for a new brand so that well, was a really good strategy especially with that being their first game that they announced mm -hmm. uh and they didn't even say it was exclusive which also very smart right now they have very few exclusive titles and most of them have not been announced at this point mm -hmm. but that being the world premiere of the Baldur's gate 3 cinematic making sure that even before they told you the details it's just like you'll want to play this on our platform yes and yeah, it seems to be very accessible. The question will be how expensive are the games? Because a lot of times that's what it comes down to. That's always been the PC master race argument. Games are cheaper on PC than they are on consoles. Will that be the same for streaming games? Who knows? Uh, that's going to be a big factor. And the other thing as well that I find kind of interesting and what concerns me about the system. So what they're launching first, because it's going to be a staggered release, which I find really questionable. You know, if we haven't seen EA causing problems with Battlefield 5 and Anthem with their staggered release schedule, I don't know. I have a lot of concerns here. So you'll be able to go and buy the Stadia Pro Starter Pack for $130. It will include three months of Stadia Pro access, their new controller, and a Chromecast Ultra. So it's literally just running through a Chromecast system. And I don't know about you guys, but I've not had the best luck with those things. Their burnout rate is pretty abysmal. So hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm very curious if this is something they're really heavily invested in, or if this is like Google Glass where they'll go and try and experiment with something for a while and then you know pull the plug a couple of years later. Google doesn't exactly have a great track record when it comes to this stuff and not investing in major game studios and exclusives has me a little concerned. Um, plus just the fact that I buy a lot of stuff from limited run games because I'm concerned about uh, digital ghettoization of both uh, developers, publishers, and individuals working on games and just things not being available anymore. So, and another thing that that, that that also that's very common this year is that apparently Stadia is not the only one that's there, and we'll talk more about those later. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. My prediction for it is it might be the Zune of the, <laughs> uh, you know, of this world. It'll be a great idea, and others might just take it and make it better. Yeah, I, I think that that's actually a very likely scenario, to be honest. But hey, we'll see. 
I don't know. It, we'll it is Zoomer and iPod. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Google still has a lot to tell us. They've given us a November launch time frame. But once again, they say it's going to be a staggered release with most people getting access on other devices sometime around January. So it's like, we have no idea when it's coming out. We have no idea what their data centers are like. We have no idea what latency is like. This this is the Wild West we're looking at right here. And it's both yeah. exciting and terrifying altogether. Especially because it's Google. So I'm sure it's going to be data mining everything on you know my computer, my phone, or anything else I play on. So It has to. Yeah. All right. So I don't I don't have anything else to say on Stadia. Mm-hmm. All right then. Um, was there anything else that we wanted to move on, or should we move on to the first conference? Let's move on to EA Games. Challenge everything. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna start off with with EA Games. Um, this Challenge one was in- everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, EA Games. Um, this one was interesting. This one was spread out. This one was done through a live stream mostly. Um, but it was spread over three and a half hours. So, which was rather weird. Like it had, it had large gaps in it that were, that mostly were talking with developers and everything like that. But for the actual, like over the course of three and a half hours, they went through one, two, three, four, five different things. That's it. And so we're going to start off right up at the top. And, um, and also with that as well, the only... They, uh, and yes, I have a whole bunch of paper. So if you're hearing me in paper, I have my notes. But yeah, the first off we started off, they actually did some both actual, some actual footage, uh, play footage, as well as generalized trailers as well for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order um, as a world premiere. Um, have you guys, so what did you guys think of this? Because this is apparently it's, Post order sixty six by about four months or something like that. Well, they've talked about this before. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, uh, they've talked about this before. Uh, they talked about the plot of what it is, and this is the first time I believe we've seen gameplay for it. Yes, it does. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It fucking looks like a uh, uh, um, uh, Force Unleashed, except yeah. more like toned down. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one because the one thing that I kind of looked at was like, okay, you're jumping around, climbing around, all stuff. You got the force powers. You got because they they specifically did not show any of the up, upgrades mm-hmm. for the character. They purposely skipped past those. You can obviously scan for lore and everything like that because they did they did a little bit of demonstration for that. But other than that, really, they didn't really do a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, they did say that they had the the crew, the uh, d- the team has designed to some new characters or new types of like trooper and stuff like that. For example, the um, not the Inquisitor, but the one you know the the one with the Force Pike, like the yeah. I can't remember what the exact name of that particular uh, trooper was. Um, right, trooper. Yeah, we do have a name. We have a name of the main t- the main character. His name's Cal. I think we had that before. Yeah. Yep. Um, and obviously, Kashyyyk is on there. So, like, I personally, if this is the first time I've heard anything about this game. Yeah. 
I heard, uh, yeah, the, no. I, I heard that it existed, but I didn't hear anything else about it. Yeah, no, uh, this, the, the plot, like when it was supposed to take place and who it was, it was supposed to be a, um, yeah, a, an apprentice that got out, uh, and then that's just his kind of adventure. But yeah, all I can it say is, canon. is it is canon. Yep. Um, from, uh, I don't know, I'm going to play it because it's <laughs> a Star Wars adventure game playing person and like every other game i've ever played like that i've enjoyed a lot it's fun to swing a lightsaber around and force push and pull and push and the the sweeping things i'll i'll probably just fall right into it and i'll have no trouble playing it or anything i don't know it's mm -hmm. like it, it looks cool um yeah. um obviously the the stuff that they were play they were playing through was alpha footage so there was a, a little bit of graphical glitches with some some of the fabric stuff, not really that too big of a deal. Um, who did they have their? Okay, a lot of when it comes to voice acting nowadays, they do a lot of basing it around the the actor's face. Like they'll do a little bit of face recognition and everything like that, so they can they have like a reference. Does anybody know who the voice actor for this is? Mm -mm. Uh, no, but it I is not will really find it because uh, it could be it could be a silence because sometimes they won't say it until the end of <clears throat> like until the game comes out. So. I don't know. Uh, is that important? I'm just no, not really. I'm just kind of curious because it looks because the guy the character's face looks very familiar. Could be based off of someone. Could just be them drawing a face. Who knows? Uh, normally, normally that kind of thing is like if, if it's someone they want you to know, they they make it so like they make yeah. it look like that person if they base it off of someone. And then they talk about the mocap they did with it and such. Mm -hmm. And so oh, it's uh, Cameron Moynihan from Shameless. Hmm. Oh, cool. Also, the Joker from Gotham. If yeah, yeah, I know what you yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, it does. It kind of does look like him a little bit, but not not too so much. They use, it, they use it as a general reference. Yeah. Well, that way you can make sure that it looks like something that works with the face and all that. <clears throat> it's, it's a generally smart thing unless you do like Halo, or Halo 5 where you just suddenly have a celebrity in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, um, I've seen that in that in movies and or that in video games kind of throws it off a bit and is unsettling because yeah. mm -hmm. you're like you're playing, you're playing, you're playing, and then all of a sudden it's uh um uh whoever uh oh, what's the what's one of the bad ones? Um I can't remember the name of the game. But regardless, it was a I, character popping up. I don't mind that. Like as long as they're within a role that makes sense for them like beyond two souls is one of my a game i very much enjoy it's a really good game and it has willem dafoe in it and uh ellen page and i really appreciate the motion capture capture you're just not used to it yet i think just like we were used to seeing familiar faces in movies over and over we're going to be acclimated to that in games more and more yeah because see the voice acting should be done by someone who knows how to act and i think that's something a way that games have stepped up their game uh Recently. Yeah, because the first game that they ever really did, like full putting the actor in a game, was L.A. Noir. Um, where it wasn't where they took the the big complicated rig and everything like that. So I mean, that was one of the earliest ones, but I remember several PS2 games that came out around the launch that were still trying to do that. But yeah, well, yeah, there was also much lower quality renders as well. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, 
that that one definitely worked better. But yeah, I, I think a little bit of the difference though is like something like Beyond Two Souls was supposed to be cinematic in nature. And yeah, having real actors in there is something that you totally appreciate. And it felt gratifying in that way. Okay. But I don't know. There's there's a lot of character or there's a lot of stuff where you just throw a character in there. And I don't know. It just it feels weird when you go and see somebody like Nathan. I'm sorry. This one is the thing that bugs Nathan me. Like, Fillion. Yeah, yeah, Nathan Fillion in Halo 5. It's like, it's yeah. literally just Nathan Fillion's face. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't try to change him at all. You didn't try to go and do anything to keep me in this world. It's like, I'm yep. used to Spartans having their helmets on and everything. I don't mind going and seeing the faces that are underneath them. But don't make me go and think, oh, Nathan Fillion's masturbating to himself over in the other room. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks okay. for t- completely Mo- drawing me out of this moment. Moving on. <laughs> uh, um, I still want to say the one I was th- thinking about was the one with Kevin Spacey, and I can't remember the name of that game. Oh. Uh, uh, it was like... It was COD or something. It was definitely a COD game. Yeah, and it, it just had, felt weird to have a, just Kevin Spacey in there. And just Advanced like, Warfare, okay. right? I think so. Yes. Modern, you know. Yep. Um, so we also got a robot buddy. In this game, another robot buddy mm-hmm. added to the series. I enjoy that. I what I liked about it was it's your companion. He's gonna open your doors and stuff. But I like this uh, the look of the map, how it's like projected in front of you by the um, cool. by the droid. I like that because it doesn't really take you too much out of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And it, it fits the Star Wars universe with the whole uh, hologram thing. Mm-hmm. That is a good way to tackle the. Uh, how unrealistic navigating a menu is Mm -hmm. uh, that I don't think anybody ever viewed as a, uh, as something that they could actually solve. They're just like, Oh, it's just something that's going to happen in the game. So that's neat that they made it part of the game and didn't just take for granted that it's like, Oh, they have to be taken out to use the menus. Mm -hmm. Combat looked interesting. I love the combat. I love it. How it's, it's, it doesn't. Oops. Sorry. I love it how gritty it is. Um, mm-hmm. Like he's using his left hand to stabilize strikes when he gets that killing blow on the Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. But what I also liked about it was if they go from the thing of him being an apprentice, this would be a good way to show that, hey, he's not like the most skilled. Like he's still figuring things out. He knows the basics of lightsaber fighting. Exactly. Um, and, and from the looks of it, I don't. it's not a button masher. Mm-mm. From what I can see, it takes a little bit. There's a little bit of skill in there. Um, the one there was one thing that I thought that was actually kind of funny, and it was pointed out in the interview after the fact because it's the funniest thing in the whole in the whole fighting. It's um the the trooper shooting, and then they freeze him, pick up the trooper, put him in front <laughs> of the bullet, and then kill the trooper with his own bullet. It was just really funny. I I. Th- I think we do need to go and wrap this here because we're going to take oh, forever yeah. if we keep going. That, like was, this. The last, that was literally the last I, thing. I, I do want to say one thing that this game, I'm hoping that this is the first big step in alternative media for what's going on with the Star Wars universe. Things have been a little bit interesting since Disney took over the franchise and yeah. plenty of people have heard me complaining about how George Lucas single-handedly destroyed one of the best entities in the Star Wars universe being the extended book universe. 
I agree with when, you. Yeah, when, when they made uh, John game Force Unleashed. Thank you. When he made that canon and said that yes, it's going to completely take out five books uh, that are in her that are in the extended universe, and then it it was dominoes because those five books were interconnected to other major series in that. And it all just started to fall apart. And Disney's taken a lot of the blame for that, even though that was done like five years before uh, they took over everything, mm-hmm. but they haven't exactly, and I won't say they've done bad, but I, they also have not handled it terribly great in the early period of the acquisition. Cause they went, jumped straight into making movies. And at least between episode seven and eight, they didn't have a game plan in place for how they were progressing the story. They knew how it was ending, but there was no coordination between the writers and the directors on those movies. We've seen them doing a lot where they're taking stuff from the old extended universe, from things like Clone Wars, which even George Lucas did not consider canon at the time. Clone Wars is now canon. Rebels, its follow-up is canon. Or Resistance, which is currently airing, is canon. This is the first video game that they've come out with since that takeover that they're calling a canon game. Mm. This is very interesting. And considering the fact that they had the uh, producer uh, and content manager from Rebels looking over the script for this before they approved it to go in production or to go in for uh, to go into production, that's big. It looks like Star Wars might actually have a consistent continuity coming back. That's good to hear. And I hope that Respawn does a good job with this. I really want him to, because this looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so, okay, moving on from there. Um, just really fast, Who, who um, who's who's going to play this when it comes? Me. 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 So, okay, so... Well, I already said yes, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Amy, four. Amy, will you, will you try it? No. Um, probably, <laughs> probably not. And I don't know. I play more and more games every year, uh, but I see things I am more excited about. And honestly, I haven't played a Star Wars game since they were on GameCube. Okay, no worries. So. All right, next on, next on the list. This is not. This is not a newbie. Well, technically, it's new, but this is season two of Apex Legends. Um, they're talking about their new legendary hunt event. New skins, new, um, yeah, new skins for both the body and weapons. Um, XP bonus for this entire event. Um, skins, etc. Um, personally, this game has literally no interest in for me. I played about an hour of the first season. It was fun. I just not really into that kind of battle royale game, and unless I have people I actually want to talk to, I have to leave my stuff muted. So. Tyler? Uh, well, I have to say this as well. It looks like they, they added a new hero. Uh, <laughs> they added a new uh, arena mode, I believe. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, but again, I also don't really play um, uh, Battle um, Royale. Battle Royales in general, pretty much. It's just, I don't know. It, it seems to be keeping them going. There must be people that are excited uh, about Apex Legends that are still playing it, but it also feels like it's kind of died off too. I don't know if Battle Royales are dying off altogether anyways. No, Fortnite is still maintaining its viewership. I think yeah. it's more just that that's the one standout. 
Yeah. You know, that, and that and PUBG internationally. It's not as big here in the U.S., but PUBG is still huge. John? I find Battle Royales incredibly stressful. Yeah. <laughs> and Apex, yes, and, and Apex <laughs> Legends, I played it for 10 minutes, and that was the most stressful experience I ever had because I was the drop commander. <laughs> and these two, what I'm assuming were young children, were cussing me out. <laughs> And I don't know, when I want to play a video game, I want to have fun. I don't want to be stressed out about landing in the wrong location. And i it's a fun game. I like the shooter. I love the developer. I really loved um, Titanfall, but Apex Legends, I mean, um, Battle Royales is not something I like to play. Mm. It's not yeah. something I enjoy. John too, especially John is cool as a cucumber. Like any interaction I have with John, he's like, whatever. And even in stressful things, he tries to find the positive so that this game stressed him out. <laughs> it says something. <laughs> exactly. And I'm assuming this is going to be a no for you as well, Amy. Uh, no, the best thing to come from apex legends is in the dental industry. There is a tool called the apex locator for root canals. And I like to pretend that I don't know the name of the game and call it Apex Locator to my friends. And That's awesome. That's I think it's funny. It's my inside joke with me that nobody understands. Um, who here plays Battlefield Five? I played nobody. a little bit. Okay. Well, this is very, very quick. Um, they've added two new maps in Greece. Hmm. Um, the game itself has been out for a year, so they've added new maps though. Okay. I'd rather eat euros than play video games in Greece, so I'm gonna yeah, do that yeah. instead. Um, um, okay, then we'll just continue on really fast. Um, EA Sports FIFA 20. <laughs> you know nobody here cares about that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, I thank God they didn't focus on it as long as they did last year. That, <laughs> that those games are the banes of my existence. Well, they sort of did. They focused on both FIFA and Madden pretty longly because this was again like a three-hour. The EA's oh, was really weird. Yeah. It was. You know what? I actually found, we I watched a seventeen-minute condensed. Nineteen-minute condensed 19 version. Nineteen-minute, yeah. And so, that was essentially, with me skipping past everything, it turned into 17 minutes. Um, esports. I, just, I, I do want to talk about how it is, how EA's uh, going into this was kind of weird, where it was like, yeah, three hours to sit down and talk to games, and they had like couch talk and had developers on. I'm like, I guess you get a more in depth version of every game because it's giving a lot of time to things. Uh, but then also they would cut away and there was like chunks where it was just like uh, streaming random whatever stuff. In People trailers. walking by. Yeah. So it was a weird feel to do it. But maybe maybe that's how they wanted to make it more feel um, yeah. more casual, more more stream like uh, yeah. with the streaming culture. So they just kind of streamed it and just sat down on couches. Talk some shit, and then went on to the next thing after a little bit of a break. Yeah. They're really challenging the way that um, E3 is done because EA Games they challenge everything. Oh, stop. <laughs> well, this is a big thing of E3. Is E3 is changing naturally again. It's like uh, that's a whole PlayStation talk of them just pulling out. Others are doing it differently. Some of the uh, some uh, who haven't been having conferences are now having conferences and Evolver's producing nightmare fuel 
<clears throat> Devolver had a really weird direct one. Uh, some other of them are having more direct ones opposed to actually having a physical conference. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, going from back to that though, FIFA and Madden, none of us care. We'll go for that. People so, love those games though. Like yeah. those are really popular games. Oh yeah, there's full championship, like money winning championships for these yeah. things. Those um, games are the banes of my existence. Yeah. yeah. You just go to a game store and you're like, oh, look, they have tons of games for X console. And then they're all the outdated Madden games that nobody mm-hmm. plays anymore. You're like, but, oh, sweet GameCube game. Oh. Yeah. Those, <laughs> are, those are very <laughs> black and white. Oh. <laughs> black and white in that either you play all of them or you don't play them at all. I've never yeah, seen someone yeah. casually play those. Either they're completely into it and that's all they play or they're not. It did make me annoyed that, like, I don't know. I won't go into this because it's a big conversation, but they were like, you can play as a woman. I'm like, great. It's 2019. All video games where it's not a story mode uh, should have women as a playable option. You know what I mean? If your game doesn't have a plot that depends on a character having a defined personality, make it so they can be a woman. Fuck, even if you can have a plot where the character has a defined personality, like Mass Effect, let people be women. I know. Anyway, that's the tangent. All right, and then we'll do the last thing that EA talked about. The Sims 4, a game that's been out since 2014. Yep. Uh, they once again dropped another expansion. Which one is this? This is like eight or nine. This is a nice looking one. They're like going to the beach and they're having like, oh, yeah, uh, like fish. And... It's, it, but it's one of those things. It was like, really? They brought it They brought it to E3? Why? Like, why? Where else would all... you bring it? That's the point. That's You're going to E3. To like, the fact is, that they, like in the past year, they've released two other expansions and those weren't mentioned last year at e3 sims is the best thing ea has ever done let them do it EA let them have it. it let them remind you never if... did it it was originally maxis that's what it was uh, but... True, true. but i don't know i mean it's good to remind people that that game exists because they put a lot of time into it yeah i don't know well, considering the originally the thing was so it's so stripped down. It was it was pointless to have until like six updates in. Ooh, shot fired. He's fucking grumpy about it. Yeah, that's why I never. It's I why didn't know I never you were a hardcore it. sim player. <laughs> I actually really love the Sims. It was me and Tyler will remember this, but one of the few games that we like that would actually we got really into was the original Sims. Nice. Was <laughs> Sims like two or something like that? I can't remember. No, it would uh, have been like dogs. Sims 2. Yeah. But yeah, um, so, but that but the, that was it. They had the beach vacation and a bunch of new items. I think, I don't know if they added a new job or anything, but whatever. You can just be like a bum. You can fish for a living. <laughs> you can actually make a lot of money by fishing for a living. Not real fishing, like sitting on a boat and anyway. I don't want to um, offend. General like... There's not a lot here. Um, all in all, though, EA's convention, EA's conference was very bland and didn't really have very much. For the amount of time that they took up, which was three and a half hours, um, it was very, very pointless. There was only like one new IP, technically new IP. Um, would you call it, consider that a new IP? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, one new IP and the continuation sequels of two others. Um, and then Apex Legends, of course, just kind of being 
moving on to the next one being an update. And then Sims being, once again, a five-year-old um, IP. Uh, well, not IP, but a five-year-old game. So moving but yeah so essentially i personally would say that ea's con- conference was about 90 percent wash in my opinion that's fair um very boring with not very much there it, it, an exciting conference then yes but would, would you agree with that rob it, it gets a passing grade but at the lowest level possible it, it's exactly. it's a d minus there's that one high point and the rest of it's just eh, we kind of expected this anyway yeah, exactly. All right. So let me. They did try over. and take a different approach. So they did. They definitely I'll tried. That. Okay. So the next batch, I did not even realize was the thing. So, Tyler, do you want to take this? PC Gaming Show? Yeah. I can. So, PC Gaming Show, I actually liked quite a bit. Uh, I felt it was like one of the better ones. There's a lot of games on there that I was like kind of interested in, I guess. That's mm-hmm. uh, the best way to say. It was just like a run-of-the-mill traditional E3 show where they just pop on and go, here's a game, here's a dollar. They're going to talk about it, next game. Uh, but like they, they first game they popped out there was Evil Genius 2, which like I played Evil Genius 1 and I really liked it. And so I'm all on board for Evil Genius 2. Uh, <laughs> any of you guys play Evil Genius at all? Are you pumped no. for that? No. Yes. I have They're not played it, it, unfortunately. I have, been, I have heard a lot of good things about it, though. Yeah. I was like, them when it was re-released on Steam, I was like, that was one of my happy days. I was like, this is one of the classic games I played while I was young. And now they're getting a sequel. I'm like, I'm going to play it. It looks cool. looks like it'll be pretty much the same. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've gone back and played it, and I still played it. I was like, this is good. And now it looks like the biggest thing I saw in their trailer is that it's not, not all going to be one flat dimensions. They're going to have m- multiple layers in your base, and that's about it. They can just re-release the game with, like, layers the same, and then it's out. It's to just play it. I, I feel like there's an elephant in the room we need to address <laughs> with this conference, though. What's up? Because I actually originally did not want to talk about this, despite there being several games that I would normally love to. So this was put on by PC Gamer, the magazine. Yep. And by the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Yeah. This this was kind of a weird one for me because I, while I am grateful for the fact that there is a legitimate competitor to Steam, I believe that competition is generally a good thing. They're using those Fortnite dollars to snatch up games that have already been announced for, you know, other distribution services and are just taking them away. Like we knew the Evil Genius 2 was in the works. It already had a Steam page before this happened. And now it's being released, at least short term, exclusively on the Epic Game Store. Hmm. That was most of the games they showed off there. There was a few of them that are available for pre-order or purchase on Steam, but this really was almost more the Epic Game Store flexing its muscles. They're really trying to be something big in the market right now, mm-hmm. and they're they shouldn't just like roll over and die. Oh, but yeah. I don't think they would. Honestly. Uh- their biggest turnover, according to their own metrics, their biggest turnover is just the launcher to get into Fortnite because it's always advertising new games. And their conversion rate sounds like it's insane. Hmm. 
it's the same way that Steam works. And yeah, you've got a lot of, especially younger, but they're still valid players that are going and throwing their money at the other games that are being promoted on there. Don't get me wrong. I think that's actually very cool. That's something that a publisher like her Epic games who has not been treated terribly well by a lot of distributors. They came out with a game that was essentially a flop and managed to turn it into the biggest game in the world. Been able to go and start up a competitor to the extremely popular and been around since the dawn of the dinosaurs uh, service like steam but I don't like the way that they're going about it. They should be courting new game developers. They should be courting developers who have not yet announced games. They shouldn't be taking games from... The games that have been on, the stores, on other stores for a while. Yeah, that's just it. The Metro Exodus situation is still, I think, one of the dirtiest moves that has been made. Uh, what is it? The Outer Wilds. Uh, that's her. That controversy has just popped up. This one is a little bit less so because it had been announced but hadn't really had any details released about it. We just knew that it was in the works. But another game we're going to talk about later right now is currently leading to a lawsuit. <laughs> so, yeah, this th this was an interesting one. There was a lot of good stuff and a lot of things that I'm excited for. But it was a little bit on the propaganda side. Because <laughs> their name was everywhere. It was, yep. Um, next on that list, what is that? What, Bloodlines two. Okay, uh, I've heard that that one is was a Bloodlines one was a very popular one. I never got a chance to play it, but it's considered to be one of the it's Vampire the Masquerade. So yes, um, that why why that means uh, it was popular for um, God culty reasons. I guess is the best yeah. way to say it. I. Um... I think it maintained its popularity for culty reasons, but that thing sold really well because they were really pumping the sexual element of it mm -hmm. back when it first launched. That got to remember that was back still during the uh, PS2 era, like, and that's... there was yeah there was a lot of censorship on the consoles. That was still a majority player, and that was during the period on where DVDs were starting to become a popular distribution method for PC games. And when you had this vampire chick and a Catholic schoolgirl outfit right in the front of every box, and they were paying a ton of money to go and get it into every game store, every Walmart, every Target, anywhere you could buy a video game, they wanted those empty boxes showcased for everybody to see. I think it sold more on that than it did on the merits of the game, which is kind of sad because it's a good game. Yep. But yeah, all the early promotions was that way. I'm glad this time around they don't feel like they need to do that. And is also apparently a good challenge, depending on the race that you chose. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the games they showcased at the PC gaming show, John actually dragged me to uh. play. I'm <laughs> excited to talk about it. <coughs> yeah. <Ooh>. Remnant of <laughs> Ashes? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Well, it's a very John game. game. Apparently, it's a very John game. Um... <laughs> After playing it at PAX, and it's your third-person shooter action it? game. It's called yeah, Red it Redmond from the Ashes. Redmond from the Ashes. Okay. Oh, there it is. So, um, I played the demo of it at PAX. It's your traditional post. It's a post-apocalyptic game, and the enemy you're facing is called the Root. And the Roots are like these tree-like creatures, like either fell from a meteorite or came from another dimension. Um, but it's literally, it's a cover-based third-person shooter with melee 
and magic in there. So it's like an interesting combination of modern and fantasy. I It's not for everybody, but I fairly enjoyed it. It was a fun game. It's definitely going to push the whole co-op game. It's going to be one of those ones where you could play online with people. Yeah, the demo was the only demo at PAX I did not complete. It was too hard for me. Uh, I'm not good at those third-person shooters. Uh, Last of Us I found extremely challenging, and I found a way through for the plot, but I don't think Remnant will be one I'll pick up. Wow. You seem like more of a zoo tycoon kind of girl. Oh, I am. What was your first clue? (laughs) I love zoo tycoon. I love it so much. I love games where I get to do boring real life shit and I want to make my happy animals. Uh, and this one's supposed to be more educational and guess what? I love nature documentaries. So I'm more than excited about planet zoo and I'll definitely be wasting lots of hours playing it. Shit. I might even stream this one. I know y'all want to see my happy zoo animals too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I even have a zoo board game, zoo Loretto that I quite like. I love animals. (laughs) I love zoo. I don't, I don't, that's a whole word. I like being able to do an electronic zoo because I have mixed feelings about real life zoos and aquariums. So this will be oh. fun. And I'm definitely going to kill people on this, just like I will kill people <clears throat> in Sims 4. So. <laughs> Are you the types in Sims 4 to put everybody in the pool and then take away the ladder? I absolutely am. I like these games because <laughs> they cater to my nurturing and sadistic sides simultaneously. It's awesome. <laughs> but you can't do that in the new Sims update because everything's got water beside it. Because uh, it's on an island. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'll just take away the island. <laughs> oh, take uh, away okay. the whole island. Well, uh, then they'd have to change it to some kind of aquatic creatures. Oh, maybe like a shark? <laughs> there's, there's another game I'm quite excited about called Maneater. And holy fuck, that is the game I am second most excited about from the entire E3 because I love sharks. I love Shark Week. I love, they're so cool. They're creepy and they're cute and they're wonderful. And I want to be one. So because I get to be my spirit animal and kill fishermen and level up, uh, yes, yes, Maneater is a must buy for me. And I'm just so sad I have to wait so long for it. Was there anything else on this list that from PC Gamer that anybody wanted to talk about? Well, yes. we yes. <laughs> Before he gets into it, he's got he's always tasty in there. Uh, I just wanted to bring up they do have Telling Lies, which is another one of the um, uh, like her story and one of those video clue finding ones where you just watch a bunch of uh people who actually performed on video and you got to like be detective and find what who's did what and who's lying and who's telling the truth and solving crimes so did anyone play her story i played her story <laughs> yesterday i, I know <laughs> that was i haven't story. played you, it <laughs> you played, oh, played gone, gone home, home. you played mind. gone home yesterday different kind of horror story um, uh <laughs> So if you did play her, her story, yeah, you like you watch a bunch of video of like someone actually doing some performance and then you gotta like scrub through all of it and like put some clues together and then telling lies looks like there's a bunch of people that you have to talk to and then you get a whole bunch of video and then you gotta figure out who's telling the truth, who's lying. And I think you're solving a murder. Um, yeah, looks neat. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so Rob. All right. 
I, I'm, I'm going to blast through this here real quick because there's a lot of games that we're just not going to talk about for in this one. Statmaster, <coughs> Chivalry 2. Chivalry uh, 2, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Midnight Ghost Hunt, Unexplored 2, Moons of Madness. Uh, Conan Chop Chop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which I, was I'm, supposed to be an April Fool's joke or wasn't, but was it? That, it, like no, that. it's 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 legit. No, uh, yeah. Tiny Build is having a lot of fun uh, with the happiness and cyanide guys, uh, <laughs> and that's their latest venture. So okay, fun for them. Uh, Last Oasis looks beautiful to say nothing else. Uh, Age of Wonders, Planet Bound, Zombie oh, Army of the, the Dead Four. Uh, let's see here. Songs of Conquest. Uh, another John game here. Uh, Vermintide 2. Yes, that's I'm a still fun not, game. I, I'm still not sure what the hell I'm looking at, but I'm looking at something, and it looks insane. You're uh, looking at medieval <laughs> medieval Left 4 Dead. That's all you need to know. Uh, that, fair enough. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You can uh, play as the rats this time. Yeah, I know. The rats need vengeance. I guess. Uh, let's see here. What else? Uh, Sojourn. Uh, Valferis. Uh, El Hijo, uh, Warframes getting an expansion. Uh, there were a couple of games that actually caught my interest. Um, Griftlands and uh, Christ Tales are both uh, 2D RPG element games. Uh, I really love cartoon derived aesthetics when it comes to this stuff, whether it's uh, Dream Daddy, Cuphead. I'm happy to see that kind of game. Uh, styling and animation is coming back into vogue finally again. So I was happy about them. Um, and then I got punched in the dick. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for anybody who's been listening for a long time, they might know that I'm a big fan of the Dream Cla or Dreamcast Classic and later Xbox port, the Shenmue series. Very fun, beautiful game. Something that is still rivaled as, or revered as being one of the best storytelling games ever made. It's launched an entire industry worth of game titles. So when Shenmue 3 got announced a couple of years ago via Kickstarter, I was really excited. And I backed it. Big time. There's a copy of the game that's going to be sent to me. Granted digitally. But my name will be listed as one of the people that made it happen. I have a producer's credit. I'm very happy about that. What I'm not happy about is the fact that the game copy that I'm supposed to be getting is supposed to be coming to Steam. And it's now exclusively on the Epic Game Store for God only knows how long. Oh, come on, Rob. So so you're you started this whole thing by being like, I don't like Epic Game, and then you're like, by the way, everything I said is Earlier, yeah, it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope that I was teasing it enough for people to pick up on it. No, I, in all honesty, though, I have had problems with the way the Epic Games is moving through its process of game acquisitions. I made that point before. This this one in particular is really concerning, considering the number of people that back this. And the fact that it was stated it was going to be coming to multiple platforms and is now locked for God only knows how long to a game store that, yeah, is paying a lot of money to get a hold of this stuff, but it's also breaking a social contract, even though I don't know legally if there is any basis in this, but people are already moving to sue about this. I don't know why this is the game that's getting legal action done with this kind of stuff, but... I don't know. It, it's it's weird. 
the whole situation is it's just the only weird. one that has a bag that's backed. It's not the only one though, because uh, the Outer Wilds was the same way on there. And while Metro granted wasn't a crowdsource game, people had already pre-ordered the game on other platform or on uh, Steam. And I'm trying to remember, there's another one that's only available in the UK that was also pre-ordered on. I pre-ordered Metro on Steam. Yeah, that's that was just one it. of those guys. Yeah, it's like that's not right, especially since they were going and selling it at a discount on the Epic Games Store on top of all of that. So not only have you removed it from the people that pre-ordered it on the other platform, but now you're going and offering it to uh, other customers for a reduced price. It's like, um, this this isn't right for a number of different reasons. As much as I appreciate getting a game cheaper, it's like, this isn't right. This is not the way that you're supposed to do these things. So We can go and debate the merits of the Epic Game Store later, which I will say, brilliant interface. Love it, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's things I like about it. I just don't like the way they're running the business. Rob, this is a second podcast. Pin it for epics and game production, and let's yeah. move on with E3. Epics, yes. not epics. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're good. You're good. Anyway, and let's move on to the big green. Oh, Those the guys. long one. God. All the, all the games. I got, three, three, I got, I got three papers. Pieces. I got three pieces of paper for this. I was excited about his three pieces of paper. Yeah, uh, I have like twelve pieces of paper. Oh my the god! How many of them are doodles with naked women on them? <laughs> None. <laughs> After I'm watching impressed. that Bloodlines two trailer, you know. <laughs> Bloodlines two, I never watched it. Um. Alrighty, so starting off, um, the Outer Worlds this is what we started out with. Um, released October twenty fifth. It's going to be going to be coming out. Um, it was this announced last year. This sounds very familiar. I don't remember. Uh, oh, and Robert had to get up for a second, so now I can't. Um, but it sounds uh, very, our Roblopedia. very. Our Roblopedia is temporarily. The Roblopedia. Is... <laughs> it was announced a little bit ago. Yeah. Oh, here the Roblopedia is back. Okay. <coughs> but what the, can Robopedia uh, do for you today? The Outer Worlds that was re- that was re- announced last year at E3, wasn't it? I don't remember if it was actually announced at E3, but it was featured at E3 last year. Yes, mm-hmm. because that is due to be released October twenty fifth. Yes, very um, excited about that one. Mm-hmm. Now, is it not just uh, Fallout, kind of. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's it looks pretty much that. But it looks interesting. Um, Bleeding Edge um, by Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory I hadn't heard about before. Um, Japanese? What was no? No. <laughs> Way no, off. No, sorry. I, I watched four. I watched three conferences back to back. Sorry. Um, it all just four before, four before before PvP combat. Yep. Um, to me, this immediately screamed Overwatch clone. Not I. I have a hard time going with that because it's primarily uh, melee based. Is the way that they're pitching it, okay. and while I will say, the kind of dynamics of that hero shooter esque aesthetic definitely does stand out a little bit. I don't know. I, I have a hard time relating the two because while there are some similarities, it is a different game. At least it seems like for now. We'll see if they start adding escort missions and stuff like that. Okay, you could make the argument. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Looks pretty though. I'm yep. curious. Uh, Blair Witch is after that. 
Whoa, well, that's, that's technically wasn't that. That's in the wrong order. Oh, does so that we'll, matter to me? It does. Most uh, of these games we will, we're just going to glance over because they have so many games. They just like shotgun games at us. They shotgun sixty games at us. And, yeah. And no. If who is playing? Who is playing the drinking game at home? If you ever got the world, if you're playing with the rules of world premiere or exclusive. You are drunk by the end of this press conference. Oh, my God. My, Microsoft the last two years, and I actually praised them last year. I thought they had one of the best press conferences, if not the best press conference last year. Mm -hmm. They followed up the same thing this year. Just throw everything at the wall and hope that something sticks. Yeah. I don't know if it worked as well this time around. But, yeah, well, um, I'll just skip down my list and we'll go to Blair Witch. Mm -hmm. um, who immediately looked at this and thought, is this Outlast? You see, I thought Alan Wake. It was like... Are we going? Do we have, is this Alan Wake? Are we getting another Alan Wake game? Oh my God! It's Alan Wake! It's Alan Wake! And then I it, didn't. Think... No, 1996. That date isn't right. What the hell is this thing? Uh, besides a Fatal Frame game mechanic clone. Uh, <laughs> also, like, what the fuck? It has nothing to do with Blair Witch Project. That's a bunch of shitty teenagers snotting all over their cameras. You can't make that a video game. They took you can the. Just do that at home if you want. They made Blair Witch <laughs> Two. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah. This is essentially a time looper, from the looks of it, and from what I can tell. Like the reason I thought Outlast is because of the camera, mm -hmm. because that was a big thing in Outlast is that you could only look through the camera to to like look at the ghosts. Um, also, I don't but, like horror games personally, so I'm not playing this. Yeah, I like horror games, but uh, other ones looked way more interesting, like the one that was Ghostwire Tokyo. If I was going to mm. pick a horror game, I don't want to jump ahead to a different uh, developer, but if I was going to pick a horror game... That That's not wild. a horror game. They've actually specifically said it's not a horror game. She said it was spooky. It's yeah, said, the precious lady who was talking about it said it was spooky. The most but adorable part of E3 said spooky. Maybe spooky's all I can take, Cole. <laughs> the spooky <laughs> game I will pick. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, so fun fact, I've been to the city where Blair Witch was shot. Hmm. The town, yeah, and it wasn't spooky, it wasn't spooky, it was sunny. <laughs> oh, there you go, but Tokyo... it, was, it was sunny in Spookyville. <laughs> um, okay, so next on there that the that, that popped up was a new Ori game. Uh, oh, Ori yeah. I thought that one had very pretty. Been, I thought that one had already been released. I was that like, no, two of us. I was like, wait, how is this not out? Isn't this, yeah, the third I, thought one? I was like, is this a third one? No, it's the second one, it's still the sequel. Yeah, no, I thought it was coming out late last year, and I guess it just didn't come out. Yeah, <clears throat> like I, I played Ori in the Blind Forest and really liked it. I'm kind of excited about this one, but I'm also like, this is something I'm gonna pick up cheap and I'm gonna love it. I know that. Probably. I'm not going to go and jump out and get this day one. Yeah. Now, this next one here, I want to get just so that I could play with you guys. Because mm -hmm. I think this would be fun to play together. Uh, Minecraft Dungeon. <laughs> uh, Four-player, local, and online co-op. I think that would be fun. This, I might play this, but this was the first game that I really noticed this. And it wasn't the only game at the conference that was doing this. But this started the trend for me. Couch co-op apparently is back. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I thought it was gone forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of those things were local local co-ops have been jumping yeah. in right now. Weird. 
Is that a thing people do now? Is that back? Is that a thing? Well, I, the I, thing I, is now that they either do one or the other, and, but they never do both. Which is yeah. annoying. Yeah, no, but this, there was like, I I can't remember the, all the titles, but there were six games that announced couch co-op as an option. <laughs> so it's like, damn, that's a marketing feature now. Mm-hmm. They pissed people off for so long getting rid of this stuff. And now it's, it's like, oh, hey, we can do something with this. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm just looking down my list here, really quick. Can we just talk about Cyberpunk already? Because, like, oh, wait, you yeah, mean right. Keanu Reeves the game? The main thing that I was just about to ask is, Rob, did you take off stuff that was doubled already? Yes. Okay, that's why. Yeah, no doubles like, are in here. Okay, Jedi Fallen Order was also mentioned on here. Yeah, with a little bit extra than than did in the other one. Still good. Still yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then would that change it to a no? Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, game. if they add Nathan Philly into the game, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we have one of the most anticipated games for a lot of people, including myself. I thought this was re- this was you're correct. Tr- you're correct. Battletoads. Yep. Battletoads. Battle most anticipated. Battletoads. But no, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Really good trailer. Really pretty. Um. They didn't really show any actual gameplay in that trailer. They did have a little bit of snippets after the fact. Well, they had that one game trade play trailer or that gameplay a while ago. I actually have not seen that yet, so I need to go back and watch that. Oh, yeah. They released uh, like, a lot of content from this. That was just a big story dump. Yeah, that yeah. was story dump mostly. Still really good, though. Oh, yeah. I, I can't um, wait to play it. Now I'm in. And of and of course, um, and then of course their big reveal of Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. um, which everybody, which has essentially taken the meme world by storm. Cyberpunk, uh, cyberpunk, cyberpunk. <laughs> it was funny because that entire time he was like, "I'm trying to finish." <laughs> You're <laughs> breathtaking. It was a delight to watch. He's so crazy. Oh, that was very funny. That, that was, was very cool. That was definitely a highlight for me, not because Keanu was there, but just because of his reaction with the crowd. That that was yeah, it was really good. Fun. Excited to play the game too, which makes yeah. me excited. I don't know. Um, also, so, and they, we have a release date for that. That's April sixteenth, twenty twenty. I'll believe it when I see it. But yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the initial one. Yeah, it's and funny because I have one later in uh, that's later, and it says um, I think it was like Will the Wild. Um, that's that. Did you notice if you look at this like release date? Where was it? It was like release date February 2020. This time we promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like the there's a little bit of irony behind it because Cyberpunk 2077 is based off the uh, tabletop game Cyberpunk 2020. So the game's going to be released on the same time the game was based off of. That's cool. That actually is kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, after that, um, Spirit Fair. Want to play it? Love the 2D aesthetic. It looks super cute. It's really cool looking. Um, I think I would try that too. It's actually really nice. It's kind of like a boat slash spirit style game, like a uh, theme. Yeah. It's really cool. You're, you're, you're bringing spirits to where they get to go and lay their souls to rest. I guess so. Mm-hmm. And it just looks beautiful. So I want to play it. Uh, Battletoads. Ah! 
There we go. That's all we need to say. One thing I want to say about Battletoads. Yeah. I still want friendly fire. I will end you. <laughs> We've been through this. Um, I'm going to bang through these next couple really, really quick here. Um, RPG Time Legend of the Right. Meh, whatever. It looks I, cute. I, I, I'm curious about it. Yeah. Um, and ID and Xbox. You could do that. Indie. I, oh, indie. Oh, a bunch of indie stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dead Static Drive, Pathologic 2, uh, Star Renegades, After Party, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. Happy to see that's coming to consoles, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, the Good Life, Cross Code, Creature in the Well. Uh, Killer Queen Black, great song. Don't know how they're making a game out of it, but sure, whatever. Uh, let's see here. Riverbound, Riverbound, Under the End, Blazing Chrome, Felix the Reaper, still looks adorable. Uh, Supermarket Shriek, uh, Secret Neighbor. I want to know what the hell that is. Undermine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Undermine, uh, I, can I Can Fall, Lord of the Rings, Card, the card Game. game. <laughs> Confused. Uh, Night Call, Totem Teller, and well, that was it for that. Although a lot yeah, of them are pretty... featured in other places. Um, Microsoft, <laughs> what are you waiting yeah. for here? PC, yeah, I don't even... <laughs> Game Pass Ultimate. Oh, oh. Ultimate. oh. Okay. Well, that was a big thing there. They pushed with it, yes. Yeah, yeah, Microsoft's going full service. We knew they were starting to. Now they've gone all the way in. Well, they tried before. It's they just doing a better job of it this time. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they they really pushed it hard for the console side of things, and it's been a legitimate success. The PC side has been somewhat lacking, and now they're going all in. And it might actually be a good thing for the game industry. I'm still not sure. I like owning my games, but hey, we'll see. Yep. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator new updated for 2020. Now with ray tracing. It looks actually pretty. It looked pretty. It, it 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 looks really pretty. It's the best use of ray tracing I've seen so far. Yep. Always a classic. Still not going to play it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, this one here is something that I played my entire, most of my childhood, Age of Empires two. That was my favorite game. Um, but didn't they already have an updated edition for this? They, they've had several updated editions, but this is the first one in 4K that's never supported that resolution before. Oh, okay. Well, might need to get also, that Also, if you're playing the drinking game, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently. Um, that was my favorite game as a childhood. Mm -hmm. In childhood, uh, Definitive Edition. Apparently, not, not, they've added another campaign for it as well. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Wastelands 3. Colorado's fucked up. Colorado, Colorado's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Eat what the locals eat. <laughs> Let's just Probably leave it at that. Yeah. It's exactly. <laughs> the um, third game, so yeah. Yeah, and, and then sad news came after that. Really sad news. I'm I'm totally broken up about this. Uh, Double Fine Studios will be closing in 2023. Are they closing? <laughs> That's not. No, no, but Microsoft no, buying them and with their history of closing studios after they buy them, it's only a matter of time. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, it was kind of funny. Um, he was like, oh, we'll totally do that. Because they're the guys who did Brutal Legend. They're the ones who did um, Psychonauts and I, et cetera. Yeah, I and, Psychonauts too, so yeah. hopefully I still get my game. I don't know what's yeah. happening with that then. You're, you're, you're still getting your game. This was yeah. one that scared me a lot initially, but it looks better than it actually is. So uh, Microsoft has purchased Double Fine. 
But good news, unlike Epic Game Store, they're not taking away the copy that you got for your PlayStation that you've already pre-ordered and paid off at GameStop. <laughs> good. Good. Um, I'm worried Psychonauts 2 will give people dental phobia. Because the dentist is a bad guy? No. Uh, if, if you played a Double Fine game, everybody has dental phobia in those games. Okay, don't no. worry about it. I think it's just it's just Tim Fisher. Uh, Tim Schaefer has yeah. dental phobia. That's all it is. Yeah, everybody has crazy teeth. Everybody's got problems. Y'all can keep playing those games as long as you uh, attend your regular six month cleanings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Grim Fandango has beautiful teeth. So that's true. And that's like a game right there. Yeah. <laughs> and Grim Fandango is a great game. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Classic. Double fine. Closing 2023. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides that, from Microsoft, I, oh, you was, talk I had a, 12 minutes I'm really excited about. I love how the, I'm, I love how the voice acting carried it. You couldn't even mm -hmm. see their faces, but even that ad was so, like, emotionally charged and just awesome and complete and... I don't know. I'm excited about that one. I probably play that one because it's just a unique. It's unique in the way that uh, that top down. Yeah, I'm yeah. That, that, that isometric Sims. play style is very interesting for a game like that. I'm very curious about it. And uh, I'm 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 sorry to admit, but I am uh, I am uh, um, I'm, I'm a dirty hoe, and I will play the next Gears game because. I've played all the other ones, so I mean, we all have to do it at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, we're, we're too invested. It's um, it's mandatory, I think. God, it's, I, I, think a, I think there's a law on it. Yeah, I I finished it in three, and I was like, the game, the story is done, and they're like, okay, the next story. I'm like, oh, okay, be yeah. gentle. It's like, uh, yeah, no, I'm. I, Sorry, I, I just uh, I had to back out really quick. I was like, yes, I also want to play 12 minutes. It looks really cool. Okay. Anyway, well, yeah, no, Ge Gears 5. Um, I, I have to give Gears 5 an award because I got to say, that might have been the worst handling of a highly anticipated game I have seen in a long time. They go and do this great camera zoom in under the stage. They got this. Yeah, what cool was that? Little... That was so, weird. So, the, on Mixer, Microsoft's... That was called The Hive, apparently. Yeah, they yeah. It. yeah. Microsoft's streaming platform, Mixer, they had these WWE superstar uh, superstars playing the new game mode they announced for it, The Hive. And I don't know, it's just really weird because the trailer they showed for the game gave us nothing and it's not like i need them to go and give me all the story in a trailer but it was a really weird artistic trailer it looked like something you would see for an fx television show as a teaser mm -hmm. like i i am having a hard time getting excited about this the trailer you guys showed last year was way more engrossing and got me way more interested than this mm -hmm. then you go into the stage you go and show us this weird little den but don't actually show us playing them you tell us we got to go over to mixer to see this and then on top of all of that, they give literally more screen time to Gears Pop than <laughs> they did to Gears 5. I'm a little pissed. Amy, oh, kind of you've got something to say. I loved the artistic intro with that remix of that Billie Eilish song. I don't even <laughs> like Gears of War at all. And I really was like, oh, I thought it was like, fuck, dude, as Tyler said, like, if you know you're going to play, you know you're gonna play, and then they had that subsequent trailer that kind of gave you a little more information. 
But it's the fifth. People don't jump in on the fifth game. If you play the others, you're going to keep playing. If you haven't, you haven't. It gave you some cool thing that brought you back to the events at the end of the fourth one, I'm assuming. Everyone died. Uh, and then it, yeah. So I don't know. Okay, I think I, it was um, fine. I liked it. I thought. <laughs> oh yeah, like I I, I I personally have not played Gear since the second game, and I played it with Tyler in co-op mode. Um, okay, yeah, there you go. I'm I, your only friend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like that was the only. My, I I never really liked the game. I didn't like the look of it at the time, so I never played it. And Tyler's like, "Come play with me." I'm like, okay. I had a lot of people. Uh, three was a very definite end, so I, yeah. I had a lot of friends not go past three. Because it was like a uh, weird side story well, stuff, but then now it's kind of a doffed into another story. And yeah, like three was a great conclusive end. Then you had judgment, which was just weird. Yeah. Four then, was solid. Yeah. It, it definitely served as a good relaunch. Yes. Yeah. A, a what happened after kind of thing. Yeah. And it was curious to see that stuff. And now, yeah, they have five, and it's curious to see what goes from there. Same here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, all without the help of Epic Games. <laughs> hmm. um, next thing came out was the new Elite controller for Xbox One. Wow, it's so fancy! You can hit the trigger faster. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'll, I'll just that's go to my friends over at Chaos Competitive Gaming. Um, it's it'd be good for competitive gaming. I, maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's 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 they, the thing. they, they like, market it like that, but it's like hmm. eh, I'm not so <clears> sure. It, it'd probably be a nice. It's probably a nice controller to play with. If I probably I, feel solid and I fiddled around with one of the first gens, and I will admit it is a very nice, robust controller. It definitely feels like it's well constructed. Just yeah. stick to making controllers and cool prints and making mm -hmm. controller stickers. Nobody cares. Just make the colors, controllers pretty. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. Um, that Xbox has all their custom colors. You can get them, too, which yeah. is pretty neat. So yeah, Just give me a wireless Duke controller. That's what I really want. I just want the Duke back wireless. Same here. <laughs> um, next game we're talking about is Dying Light 2. Uh, first game was extremely popular. Um, still popular at this yeah. point, including their um, campaign, um, not, not campaign, uh, multiplayer. Yeah. Um, still really popular. Um, I've had a couple, my former roommate used to play it all the time when it came out. He really, really liked it. Um, have any of you guys played it? I played the first one yeah. a long time right. ago. Did you like it? It was pretty good. It yeah. looks good. That's That's really all I got to say. Apparently the virus is spread. Done. Yeah. Okay. Um, pretty much what I put was like, hmm, cool. Yeah. Well, they had Dying uh, Light two last year, didn't they? No, that's Dying Light. We're talking. No, Dying Light two. They had announced it, but they never really talked. They never really got well, I, any. They, last year, I swear they did because they talked about how you could like. They, it was it was worse, and you could go like to certain spots and like relieve them to get like water for your community state of decay was that that's state of decay yeah. yeah that's state of decay god they look they're all the fucking zombie there, games there, there's the same. there's too many seconds or there's too many first sequels out <laughs> <clears throat> they're all just the same fucking game much, yeah uh let's see here what else we got going on here uh forza horizon 4 is getting a lego dlc and i want it i've never cared about forza <laughs> before in my life and i i never knew i needed this until i needed it Nice. Bring back the OG Lego Racers. Yeah, Lego Racers was the best. 
Oh, that was the best game. I built my own little racer and I fucking. Yeah. 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 That, I'm excited about that. Uh, and then the game that Tyler was confused on there, uh, State of Decay 2 Heartland. Um, Fantasy Star Online 2, it's finally coming to the U.S. Um, I'm sorry to all the people that have been working on getting a translator patch uh, and VPN support for the original game over in Japan, but you don't need it anymore. <laughs> Game's coming out. Um, Crossfire's coming out with a new game, Crossfire X. Uh, Tales of Arise. So Dane's probably already pre-ordered the Deluxe Collector's Edition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah. Oh, did oh, we mention yeah, no. the Dragon Ball Z game? Yeah, Dragon Ball Z uh, Kakarot. I'm not sure our Blue Ranger will want to play it. Yeah. I, yeah. It, I it know, looks I, interesting. I, I, I want more details on it first. Yeah, it was it's, kind of just a... It, was, it seemed like a lot more... Not actual combat, more just the... Yeah, trailer was, style. Yeah, exactly. It, it was it that was the definition of a tease because it didn't give me enough of what the gameplay is actually like to know what I'm getting into and how the game is structured. So I don't know. Uh, let's um, see. Here. Gears Pop mobile game. Gears Pop. You were yeah, talking about that. Yeah, we kind of talked about yeah. that already. Kill me. But uh, moving on, uh, that paper can go over there. Mm-hmm. Um, see the K2, the new DLC for Heartland. We we just talked about that. No, actually, uh, no, I've been I, looking, I just looked it up, and that's not the one I'm thinking of because that's the one where you have like the two people talking, and the one where stated uh, is dying light, where it's the one guy who's over everything. I swear they've talked about that before, and how you could like uh, release things, and it was all uh, all all like a weird apocalyptic town. You could like go get roof gardens and water gardens, and they totally talked about that last year. Or maybe it wasn't last year. Maybe it was a different thing. But yeah, you could maybe. like go go to factions and like a faction had control of the water and you could go there and free it. And then you'd have fresh water in your area and it would like make it go up and down quality wise. And that was Dying Light 2. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Um, but yeah, so K2. Um, what was this? Then Sega. We got a Sega game here. Um, Japan only RPGs. Um, coming in first to the West, Fantasy Star Online, Spring 2020. Um, this is apparently a very, very popular one. I'm assuming. Did I literally just not talk about this stuff? I swear I just talked about this a second ago. I Am did I not. A stroke? Fantasy <laughs> no. Star Online. Yeah, you haven't Fantasy brought up Star- Fantasy Star yet. No, I, I thought I did. I was talking about translator patches and how you don't need them anymore. Oh. It's actually coming to the West. Oh, because yeah, we were, cause we, you kind of you put that in the middle of something. We were talking about something else. Yeah, Sorry. I was just blitzing through stuff. Like Maybe you cut out. Maybe that's this. what happened. I think Weird. you cut out there for a minute there. Fuck! But yeah, fa- but anyway, Fantasy Star Online. We get the they get that uh, Crossfire X. I have no idea what that is. Is a war game or something? Twenty twenty. It's a series. It's a competitive shooter. Okay. Nobody here is going to care about it. Nope. Twenty twenty. Have fun with that. Uh, a, a new a new title to the tale series. Yep. Dane's um, all over that. Yeah, yeah, of course he's all over excited it. About that. It's it's very pretty. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um Borderlands 3 of fucking course. Um and of course the handsome collection of all the other ones, of course you can get hold of that as well. Um then Elden Ring. Ooh. That just one, talk, John. Just talk. We, we it, don't I'll, I'll just say that just the trailer itself looks pretty. Elder's Ring is um, this game has actually been 
in like the think tank and in the development since the um, end of the DLC for Dark Souls Free. Ooh. So this while. game has been in work for a while. Um, what we know is it's going to be their take on an open world game. Hmm. So a lot of people, so people are thinking, hoping that's going to be like a Breath of the Wilds, but we, it's going to have the RPG elements back, stats and weapons, character customization. It's set in Norse mythology, is from what I've read, where essentially you're killing gods to gain their powers and then kill more gods. Hmm. But yeah, that uh, trailer alone looks amazing. It has that good old-fashioned, from software, dark, gritty kind of theme to it. I'm just going to ask this. Could they please change their name? Because I just keep saying it wrong. Or it just feels wrong to say it more precisely. It's from From Software. No, that doesn't sound right. That's not grammatically correct. But yeah, that's... I'm always been a big fan of the Souls games because this is going to be good. Um, but also, it's like Sekiro's getting a DLC, so I'm thinking we're going to see this pretty soon. Okay. Because mm -hmm. they usually have a reputation of showing these things, showing the demo, and then eventually it gets sh uh, shipped out. All right. Then next comes up, we have two things left in the conference. Uh, one of them is the announcement of the new console. Um, something that I found interesting is that they use the AMD processor. Is that normal nowadays? Well, it this is this is something that's very interesting here. I really encourage anybody that's interested in looking into real console development stuff and just generally the PC scape right now. Because the new generation consoles are very much mirroring changes that are going on in the PC landscape. So Linus Tech Tips had a great video from Computex uh, just, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, and it's like, I should run out and buy AMD stock, I think was the name of the video. AMD with their third gen Ryzen are going nuts. That seven nanometer process that they have is allowing them to do a lot more things in terms of stacking CPUs, in terms of power sharing, more efficient running systems, cooler operations processing. And with the new X570 uh, chipset they're running off of, they're getting themselves the ability to do things that normally would require offset hardware. So Theoretically, they could go and have integrated graphics on one of the CPUs without the need of a GPU and be able to achieve the same kind of results. But having a GPU separately, being able to run entirely graphics processes without needing to go and do cross-coding is huge. Mm -hmm. In AMD third-gen Ryzen, according to them, and we'll find out in July when some of the stuff starts to come out, it looks like it's going to be a major game-changer. This year at Computex, more than half of the new... Uh, PC hardware that was announced was AMD based. This has never happened. They've never had this much market share interest and coming in at lower price points, more threads, more functionality. And with their new Navi processing systems for graphics, supporting things like ray tracing, but with much lower CPU loads as a requirement because of the third gen Ryzen processes. Uh, there was a leak about a year ago from, uh, well, it wasn't from the head, but it's quoting the head of uh, Sony's uh, hardware development team uh, saying that their uh, 
early development with their new Ryzen-based processing system was giving them results easily six times faster than what the current generation architecture was. And that's exactly what these guys said for Project Red. Exactly. For Red Scarlet. Yeah. Realistically, I think this is going to be an interesting year, both because of their announcements with Project X Cloud going and using some cloud computing in addition to some sort of a hardware base. They still haven't fully explained that. Yeah, that was another thing is that they say like off base con consoles to be playing. Like, yeah, that, that that's a whole different thing altogether. But uh, yeah, we're we're seeing on where processing is becoming beyond just local hardware, but Right now, Ryzen, it's being used by uh, Project Scarlet, the soon-to-be-announced PS5, and even some consoles that really shouldn't be on the marketplace as far as, as, far as I'm concerned, like Atari's uh, VCS, their new first-party console, is going to be running third-gen Ryzen as well. There is a lot of capability that goes along with that, and adding cloud-based infrastructure on top of it, it's a big deal. But I think it also means that next generation is going to have a lot less to do with hardware stats and even graphics processing and more about what services run through them. Because that's okay. really what I got out of the Project Scarlet announcement. It was less about the fact that they're making the most powerful console ever. And it was more about we're using standard PC interfacing equipment as the basis for our console. That's really interesting that they're trying to go and integrate more into that world. And it looks like Sony and Atari are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Even further with the use of solid state memory, which you could upgrade your consoles to have. But yeah. that, that's really a nice... That, and they're, that's, they're using that as digital, as digital RAM. So. Yeah, well, and that's something that's interesting as well, because that's something that... Um, trying to remember uh amd actually has something like this already on their pcs and it's similar to um i've got this right here uh intel's had this for a little while with their optan memory system but uh i think it's project m.2 if i remember correctly i think that's what amd is calling their version where they're able to convert ssd memory over to uh supportive virtual ram which is a very cool process. It works great for me with Optan on my Intel-based PC. Mm -hmm. But it's the thing that's kind of interesting to me here. So solid-state drives, while they are incredibly fast, also are incredibly um, problematic just because you can only overwrite them so many times. They don't have the elasticity of a traditional disk drive. And that's been part of the reason on why a lot of manufacturers have been leery to jump into them for long-term storage, they're still using traditional hard drives. Both Sony and Microsoft have said that they're coming up with new SSD solutions that won't have memory overwriting issues. I don't know how the hell they're doing this. I don't know if there's some big technology leap that everybody has discovered that hasn't come to the market. But either both of them are spewing some bullshit or there's something really cool coming. Yeah. Um, and they have confirmed that opening uh, coming out with Project Scarlet is... Halo Infinite, which is the newest Halo title. Um, they opened up with a rather interesting, um, a rather interesting trailer. Very, very nice looking. Interesting. Didn't show any gameplay at all, but we'll see how that goes from there. Yeah. And essentially, that was the Xbox conference. Yeah. 
All I can say, I have no idea what the hardware is like, but uh, Halo Infinite's video got me interested enough. I'm probably going to be an early adopter. Mm. Mm -hmm. Also, All right. one thing, just to clarify if anyone else was confused, Elden Ring is made by Hidetaka Miyazaki, not Miyazaki of Ghibli Studios and George Martin, which I was really <laughs> excited about because that would be an epic collaboration. That would be amazing. <laughs> no, not I, yeah, a Miyazaki Ghibli Okay, so for the next batch, we're going to be just jumping through most of the things. I'm going to be mentioning everything, but we're going to just be jumping through really quick unless we want to talk about some stuff. Uh, next up, we're talking about Bethesda. Um, or also oh. what we like to call pretend last year never happened. Uh, <laughs> um, so this was once again being hosted by Peter Hines, the creative director, um, community manager. What, what is it, what's his actual official title? I don't even know. I don't really care. <laughs> Whatever. He's poster like, boy. I, 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 wa I want to give the guy some love, but it's like, I can't. He kind of yeah. did it himself. Um, <laughs> and another thing that's actually that I've noticed before is that instead of waiting until like halfway through the conference, Tad Howard was out there right off the bat. Uh, he um, needed to be. <laughs> yeah, he was out there within the, the first five minutes of the I, conference. I think we all remember him talking about a certain game that just works taking a yeah. world that's traditionally been a one or a single player game and making it into an epic multiplayer experience it just works oh, okay because here's the thing is that he did go through he's like we're surprised it works and we're surprised you're some most of you are still here so thank yeah. you yeah yeah your criticism was he, well deserved yeah he he actually jumped on it right there he's like we deserved every ounce of criticism that we got mm -hmm. um and now they found to fix it and in a found battle a royale mode. <laughs> My God! <laughs> and then did the thing they put NPCs in the game that was they supposed put to be human NPCs back in. Yeah, but now this bothers me is mm -hmm. it seems like there might the way they worded it was like, well, we had the first half of people of. Uh, uh, going through the world and uh, re coming out, coming out of the vault, and then the second half is the people coming back. So I'm like, are they going to start treating it like seasons, the way other games are now treating things like seasons? So if you miss out, then it's just a completely different game if you're not in the same section. Which maybe, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if they're going to do that or if it's just that's the way they worded to be like, oh, they were just away and now they're back because it's a better place. I, yeah. I think that's more just trying to go and give a canonical answer as to a why it's been Humans a barren there. wasteland. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just going through really, really quick. They're adding human NPCs, new main quest line, um, choice and consequence, new weapons and gear. Um, free it's free DLC um, that's coming out in the fall. Uh, new game mold for Vault through Vault Fifty One <coughs> called Nuclear Winter, which is the bat the battle royale mode, fifty two yeah. player battle royale. And they've already um, added some quests and such already too. So yeah, yeah. as a runner up, also. Um, Who's played Blades? Elder Scrolls Blades. Mm. Nobody? No. Um, that's their new... That's uh, the Elder Scrolls um, hack and slash uh, mobile game. It's free. Apparently still super popular. Um, build your own town and fight monsters. I debated it. I might try it. Um, they also mentioned Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6. 
they never but the, that's all they did they mentioned it they didn't even have video they did, they only did, or extended talking about it they just kind of mentioned it in passing um then we came up with the japanese studio tango gameworks and they started talking about ghostwire tokyo um action adventure kind of spooky kind of storyline very interesting about people just disappearing in Tokyo and you have to figure and you have to save the world. She was precious. The one who was announced that she was precious. Yeah, everybody loves her. Um, <laughs> literally, that's all. As soon as that happened, my Twitter was just like, so precious. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, uh, very nice trailer. It was actually a very well rendered tra trailer. Um, interesting concept. Um, a lot of what looked like Japanese style demons and stuff like that. So I don't know if they're taking a little bit of a look into that as well. Um, Elder Scrolls Online, um, they've opened up new servers. Apparently, they're much more. Po they've been needed to add more servers to their line. Um, also, their new their new chapter, I guess, the new launch of Elsewhere, uh, the new Necromancer class. Um, I might actually need to jump back into this. I never really got into it eventually but i still own the game um there's also going to be a dragon hold dlc in the fourth quarter and Scalebreaker in august what about death loop yeah death loop looks fun mm -hmm. death loop is on here yeah Deathloop and we want to talk about I it i want to play yeah i hope it's like we've also portal. skipped a, we've also skipped ahead like two things just yeah, give me a second we're in whatever ever order it's kind of getting boring just listening you list off these things and oh, yeah okay but we wanna... I... fine death loop um you shoot people you shoot each other and the time starts over again i don't Something see like any that interest. i don't know it seems assassins we're assassins okay. that are killing each other and i want to know if that's a two-person game or if it's a single-person game that you're playing I don't know. It looked neat. It looked yeah. cool. It had, it had a, like interesting concept. It's the original IP by the looks of it. Doesn't. Yeah. I, I want um, more details. Yes. I'm interested. Um, they also talked about um, Commander Keen. I have no idea what that game is. I've never heard of it before. Apparently, you it's from their heathen. Apparently, it's from the early '90s. Yes. How dare you? You monster! A, well, they've well they've made it into a mobile game. You disgust me, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably never played it either, Tyler. Um, I mean, the last game was in two thousand and one. It's entirely possible that Tyler's played it. He's not that much of a baby Tyler by comparison know to me. It, <laughs> <laughs> he he's, he's totally it was on Game Boy Color. Stop googling shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I have it as meh, no interest. Um, they talked about Fallout Shelter, about how apparently 150 million people still play this game. Um, yep. I, I've been debating getting into it as a, as a past the time thing lately. You see, uh, I'm just waiting until I get a Tesla so I can get it on my vehicle. Play that'd be hilarious. Life. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, um, it's coming to Tesla. That's so um, weird. The Legends, um, Elder Scrolls Legends, the, their card game, um, still popular. Um, new DLC coming out. Um... Moons of Elsewhere probably links up with um, online mm -hmm. in that regard. Um, Rage 2, once again, I forgot this came out two months ago, apparently. Um, cool yes, trailer. They had a, <laughs> yeah. The 70s version. I like that. That whole trailer and such with new things, that, that reminded me of the uh, Too Many Cooks 
um, skit that was on. Uh, yeah, it's just look it up on the internet. Too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks. And I was like, oh, this is just that '80s intro. And I was like, just reminds me of that. So I went and watched that. Made Amy watch it. She was like, what the fuck am I watching? I'm like, you're yeah. watching fucking poetry in motion. That's what yep. you're watching. Yeah. Um, and then, which is now they're also they're announcing the Rise of the Ghost DLC. Um, Wolfenstein. They talked about a new VR title, which is Cyberpilot, which is hacker taking war machines and shooting Nazis. Um, and Youngblood, which is the co-op, the new co-op game. Um, bigger experience than any other Wolfenstein game co-op mode that's coming out in July twenty sixth. Um, Arcane Leon was in town as well. That was uh, which was the name of the Death Whoop one. Is that how old is Arcane Leon? Do you know what else did they make? I I don't. Yeah, that's that's one that just kind of flew under the radar for me. I didn't even look into it afterwards. Yeah, well, it sounds like a cool game. Um, tech upgrades. They also talked about Orion, um, which is their version of the streaming software. Mm-hmm. Um, which is apparently they had they had a, one of those controller to iPod things playing Doom at full max stats and and with very no, almost no lag, no latency. And, and I'll believe that when I see it. Exactly, you can you kind of can't see that from through the camera. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool looking. Whatever. Um, and then they had a lot a lot of stuff about Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, at first they started off with some clip together gameplay that, that wasn't really anything. And then they actually did some playing in there as well, including announcing the new battle mode, which is co-op demon demons versus sentinels. Um, never been. And that's coming out November 22nd. Um, I've never been a huge fan, but whatever. And that's Bethesda. Hmm. All right, I know I've I've noticed this before, Tyler. You weren't gonna let me talk about Doom. Talk about yeah, Doom. Do the whole end of it all. Yeah, being here Doom. there is only one thing to do in a situation like this. Talk about Doom. You got to oh. rip and tear, rip and tear. <laughs> I mean, I played 2016 Doom, and Doom was honestly a game I played in middle in elementary school because the teacher had it on his PC. <laughs> but um. But Doom, I mean, if it wasn't for Doom, we I think PCs wouldn't be what uh, shooters wouldn't be what they were today. It was a very it's a simple game. Yeah. You're a soldier in hell killing demons and you punch Satan in the face and you call it good. But it, the 2016 Doom, this reboot was amazing. It took Doom and just made it even better. You were moving fast pace. It did not encourage defense at all. You were just killing demons left and right and the glory kills were amazing. And I'm excited for the reboot because uh, the new armor aesthetics and stuff, but you're going to different dimensions. I'm just like, this is one of the big games I'm excited for. It's it me too cool. that you, I don't know. It's always cool when you have content coming for something that is nostalgic to you and it actually seems like they're doing good things with it. Like for me, I think Battletoads is kind of a cash grab. I don't think that's remakeable at all. Well, uh, it, and that, that game makes me mad. I think Doom is the right way to continue a beloved series. I think Battletoads is not. 
Yeah, no, I mean, Doom, they dropped Doom 4 just to go and make this reboot, and it's faithful to the original and new all by itself. Battletoads definitely feels like a cash grab by comparison, because it's not even the same type of game! It's not. It's just like a game about frogs that you copied the name for another thing. Really, it's copyright infringement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's fair use, because it's parody of the original. Uh... Ubisoft! Yes, the Sling Ring Conference! Yes. Because apparently um, that was their aesthetic the entire time. You know what um, is my aesthetic? Mm -hmm. Is fucking old ladies at the park feeding pigeons. That's my aesthetic! I am the most excited for Watch Dogs Legion! Have I <laughs> ever played a Watch Dogs game before? No. I want this one! This is the only time... Besides, like, some shitty controller or, or another system that I have to buy if I want to keep playing games, that I felt like they were doing something new. Like, uh, you can play as all the characters. Every character is playable. That's amazing. Like, any NPC you can recruit. There's so many different ways to tackle this. All the cutscenes are geared towards the way you approach the situation. Hot damn, I want that game. I, I have to admit, have to the old later, lady hacker that's a former assassin... That's hilarious to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I am pumped. I hope they have a playable demo at PAX. Yeah, th this is a weird one for me because I got super hyped about the original. Yep. Then Ubisoft kind of lied to us. Yep. Yeah. A lot of what they promised wasn't there. Yep. And yeah. then, yeah, I, I was disappointed in it for that reason, but it's still a decent game. It's solid. It's playable. Yeah. Um, it's and much like some say... of the Assassin's Creed games. And then number two came out, and that one, they actually really did live up to the promises they made. I still can't call it what I wanted the first one to be, but it was a gratifying experience. This franchise actually keeps or seems to keep gaming or seems to keep getting better and better and better the more that they develop it and the more that they play with the original concept. Because the original concept just doesn't work. Yeah, they have not um, been able to make it work, but they hopefully they it lives up to the hype. Yeah, hopefully it might. Um, yeah, it might. Who knows? It's uh, from what that's the thing, though, is like with the first Watch Dogs, I have to like temper my things of like, oh, it, it sounds neat. Like you just make whatever you want. And they had photos for it. And maybe it is just exactly that. So let's see I, what happens. Or it's going to be like there's a set kind of NPC you can get. And you're just going to see the repeat of the same kind oh, all the time. That that's yeah. what scares me. My expectations like that. <laughs> because we, we have to temper them because this unfortunately happens a lot. Yeah. I love freedom though, because freedom in video games means I can do ridiculous shit, and that's well. Unfortunately, it's made by the Quebecois, so fuck <laughs> freedom. <laughs> um. So moving on from that, but backing up just a tiny bit, they opened up. The Ubisoft with the yeah, Assassin's I know Tyler. I'm just messing with you. But... I know it's just it's weird though because they do it's... want freedom, but they also don't want freedom. And that's surrender. just it's, it's their it's contradiction, weird. much like Watch Dogs. Oh God, we want to <laughs> be yeah, free, but we want to keep the same currency. What? what uh... <laughs> but yes, yeah. Assassin's Creed Symphony, which was really cool. I've always been a fan of the Assassin's Creed soundtrack, um, and these guys are going on tour. Mm -hmm. So yeah, unfortunately, nowhere near me and Tyler. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. I just right. drew drove to a Calgary for the uh, Legend of Zelda one, so just do that. Be but a man. Not... Okay, then let's drive to Vancouver. 
Yeah, that's easy to do. I've done it hey, before. Hey, while you're in Vancouver, might as well head a state down and <laughs> or two states down and go to Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just come to me. We got barbecue. Or one yeah. state down and go to Washington. <laughs> Crash at my place. Um, next was actually something. It was Rob uh, Melkineni from Always Sunny Philadelphia popped on stage and said, hey, I'm, we're making a movie or a TV series yeah. about uh, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. Yeah. Um, but I'm a, I'm I'm a big ego uh, creative director. <laughs> it was kind of weird to have a TV show at a game conference, but like, but it was about an MMO. Kind well, of? no, it's it was it's just a TV show. Yeah, it was just like in game culture, and I don't know. It's kind of that was kind of weird. Here's the funny thing, though, we'll probably never see it because it's on Apple TV only. Yeah, and that's another thing. I like if it was on one of their streaming things that had to do with their game stuff. But even then, I don't know. It just it felt weird. Apple TV Plus. <laughs> I I'm very curious to see what ultimately the entire connection is because you got to assume that Ubisoft's getting a lot more out of this than just what we saw there. Yeah, yeah. they must be. And like then that's also a thing. It's like maybe they're it's going to be on their um their uh, streaming not their streaming thing their. Well, what do you Their call subscription service? Subscription yeah, service. yeah, the you play, uh, you play plus, you play yeah. plus. Yeah, um, coming up as well. Next on there, they also talked about Rainbow Six. It's already on year three, season 16. Um, and they got a new character, um, Gentleman Spy from the from, from MI6. Mm -hmm. So that was that's cool. Um, then they talked once again about Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine, their newest game that's coming out. Uh, Three-player tactical co-op PVE, early 2020. And they did the um, they did one before that. They did this one that was called Infection, mm. and that was very well done. And honestly, I enjoyed it. It was essentially a four-person co-op completing a mission. And I'm excited to see this one. Um, next yeah, you up, played a lot of uh, Rainbow Six Siege, did you not, Rob? Or not Rob, John? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit. I enjoy yeah. Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I never played uh, a, a professional on any of those leagues, mind you, because I it's kind of stressful. But yeah, <laughs> the um, I enjoy a good round of it. I always enjoyed the um, the characters. The um, this one really strikes my interest though, because the whole. I'm wondering if they're going to build off the infection that we yeah. talked about in the first uh, thing they did. Because when they tie that up, we don't really know what happened to the sample or the meteorite for that uh, for that situation. Mm -hmm. hmm. um, and it looks like one of the people you're playing as is infected. Yeah. Hmm. Um, also, they also on this as well. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Because apparently it's a whole brand new team mm -hmm. that's doing the, the making for this. So that should be an interesting to see how that goes. Uh, that's not uncommon for Ubisoft, though. They've oh, got six not. studios worldwide. So, I mean, it's like the Assassin's Creed games. You know, they used to have three different studios working on it so they could release the title every year. Yeah. Now, thankfully, they seem to have tempered that a little bit. Yeah. Um, Brawlhalla which is assuming a game that's been around for at least a little bit. Um, you don't got... know Brawlhalla? No. no, he doesn't play Brawlhalla video games. Brawlhalla is free and fun on PS4. Is it's great. It. 
I'm a little um, sad though because I really respected the fact that they had all these characters that I'd never heard of. How bold of them to release a game in a similar playstyle to Smash with original characters because it kind of shows that that game play style stands alone even without recognizable characters. And then they totally sold out and added a bunch of Adventure Time characters because it wasn't working, I guess, with just how they had it. Which is kind of a bummer. I like their characters. But yeah, the characters I, are still there. Yeah. No, but it's like, I don't know. It's kind it's, of gimmicky. Like, it, I, I like Adventure Time. It's just like. Weird. The thing that throws me off is that this is after Adventure Time is wrapped. Yeah. Everything's over. And now we're throwing this in? This is just a really weird crossover situation. Yeah. Um, next on there is also another mobile game, Elite Squad. Mm hmm. Another NPC um, based shooter game. Uh, it happens. Um, then a long sequence of Just Dance, which I skipped over immediately. Really? Amy, Amy was away. She missed the whole dance scene when it was coming on. I was oh, like, but it was so good. It was some fun dancing. It's what yeah. you get from J Just Dance. You just go, okay, here's their next Just Dance. They're going to have a dance sequence because everyone already knows what that is. Just let them dance and you watch and you're going to go. This is the one. This is EB, uh, Ubisoft was the one that I felt was a, back in still the same style as what it was for the last three years where they everyone had a sound or song or music playing at one point And then there was more of a show more than anything uh, than just a jot notes of everything. Um, mm. if you know what I'm getting at? Uh, but they've kind of changed that. And so Ubisoft was the one that I felt was back to being just what it, or has is continued doing what it has been for the last while for a style of uh, uh, e, E3 shows. And everyone else has like changed quite a bit. And so, yeah, E3 is definitely on the verge of changing. And some people going direct, some people having some kind of stream, some are just doing what they're doing. So it's kind of interesting to see who and what goes where with stuff. Yeah, definitely. I, I still miss Joel McHale have, being forced to play laser tag and just looking at how stupid everybody seemed. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for to come back. Bring bring back Joel McHale and bring back that guy that tried to make laser tag a thing. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um, oh. Next was the for, was for honor. Mm -hmm. um, they talked about the new um, Shadows of the Victory, which I'm assuming is a new tune. They're bringing up a new character um, and also a new event. Well, actually, mm -hmm. the new character has already been released. Okay. That's been out for a while. This is a uh, exclusive event, which is going on for a while to go with the character, to go into okay. the more of the character. Okay, cool, cool. It, it, it does seem pretty interesting, though. I played it. It's pretty fun. Um... All right, then. Uh, now we're going to talk Division 2. Um, this one actually was a little bit more extensive because it actually went through all three of the next three expansions, uh, DLCs. Uh, first off, it gave them a little thank you vid to all their players. Two, they, their first their episode one of their beginning of their year one um, content. Uh, the DC outskirts, which is an expeditions area. Um, episode two is going to be the Pentagon, the last castle, which is this fall. And episode three, they did not give us a title, but um, people are assume I from the way I saw two um, um, 
Ferris wheels. So I don't know, Coney Island. I don't know states. So it's not really, I don't know. And that, that'd also, be a long distance to get to New York. I'm going to say this right now. Yeah, I know. Um, and also they announced that the division movie is being done by Netflix. So that's going to be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Yep. Are we ready then, for Square Enix? Uh, we're actually not done yet. We still have a couple more things to talk about on them. Well, tighten it up, man. We got to go. So, really, really well, quick what here. Are we, what do you uh, um, Uplay Plus, they talked about that, the new subscription service, $14.99 a month. Uh, that should be up on in 2020, including on Stardia as well. Um, Roller Champion, skill-based team PvP game. Mm, whatever. It looks interesting, but at the same time, it looks to me like just another version of um, Rocket Booster, whatever that soccer game is. Um, Cole, you fascinate me. I know. I'm tired. I'm I'm, I'm losing. So I'm I'm exhausted. So I can't remember the name of that game. Mm-hmm. Um. Then of course they have, and then Gods and Monsters. Rocket League until you remember, though. Rocket League. Thank you. Yep. All right. <clears throat> I'm gonna take over now. Take over. Sorry. Because yep. this requires somebody that's wasted way too much of their damn life giving it over to SquareSoft and the guys yep. over at Enix Games. Oh, I did yes. want to say Gods and Monsters. I'm intrigued and want to know more, and that's about it. Agreed. Pretty much the same here, and that comes out February 25, 25th, 2020. Yep. Square Enix. Let's pull uh, Rob after that epic intro. <laughs> yes. Rob, take it away. I'm sorry, I've lost all of my steam. Cole, you're, no, you're let's do it again. Do it again. Emily, anyway, you. let's talk about all the games that I've wasted my life playing. Like Final Fantasy VII. I threw over 100 hours into that game trying to go on 100%. It. And you know what? I did it. And now, Episode 1 of Final Fantasy VII Remake actually has a release date. It's coming out next year. What the hell? It looks beautiful. But it also March looks 3rd. different than the original. And thereby, it must be destroyed. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> I can't wait to play this. Um, last year, we Too played boring. a little game where we were asking the question of how much did Rob spend in pre-orders for games? I can yeah. only tell you I have thrown $329 into that super special collector's edition exclusively on Square Enix's website. Because <laughs> I am that kind of trash. You're going to get the statue of him on the motorcycle? I know. Nice. You're garbage. I am garbage, but damn it. I love that game. It is my second favorite Final Fantasy. You're one of those assholes who would have clapped at that. I was wondering. I was like, what assholes are clapping at that? I, I gotta say, you? Square Enix was my favorite con- my my favorite conference. I don't think the best, but my favorite conference was legitimately Square Enix because damn it, that crowd, that's what was missing for me. Because Microsoft they had a good presentation, but the crowd just was not into it. There wasn't a lot of heart in it, with the exception of a couple of things. There was and a couple going, of Yeah. And then going into all the other ones where it was just streams, it didn't have the same kind of effect on there. It's like, I like the energy that comes along with the crowd. And they're really into something. And you had Final Fantasy VII Remake, and they played 22 minutes worth of stuff about it. And the crowd was going wild the entire time. They were so into it. And then Life is Strange 2. Wow, people were into that. The street, I love the streamer videos. Yeah, they that did. actually was very interesting. I thought that was a really good presentation. It was really, I, 
because Jack, just the fact that they pulled Jack Sheptikai up like four times. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, it's interesting, but I think that that was actually a smart thing because a lot of people have experienced, especially the first Life is Strange, uh, through watching streamers play it. It's not mm-hmm. a game that's going to make a ton of money, but it's one that has a lot of impact. So I think that that was actually very smart throwing that stuff in, giving their reactions and experience with it. And I got to say, that even drew me in a little bit to the point where I actually considered playing it. And then I'm like, no, I, 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 my time's too valuable. I can't keep doing this. I, I can't do little things like this. Yeah. Um, it's just not for me, but I, I love that presentation. Cool. That was great. Pretty, very pretty. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then continuing the trend of sequels and things coming back out, uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Bearers Remastered mm-hmm. Edition, the GameCube Cult Classic is was, coming back. PS4 Switch on the game. Yeah. Uh, then Octopath Traveler. This one actually was already announced, but uh, coming to PC, it's actually already out on PC, I believe. Uh, and they announced the sequel to that one. It's in development uh, officially. Uh, Last Remnant Remastered, the game on the Xbox 360 that had a great story that nobody could play because of constant disc read issues on the Xbox is now available on the Switch. What was that? that an army fighter game? Uh, You know what I mean? It's an action RPG. It's set with with a military element to it, but not really. You know what I mean, though, by that, right? It's like the Sekiro, not Sekiro games, but the game's like a huge bump of people and you just run around killing about 300 people. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, that's that's not The Last Remnant. No, it's it's a very story-driven, or a very heavy story-driven element game. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Dragon Quest Builders, because um, who doesn't love Minecraft? I mean, <laughs> Akira Toriyama. I have to say, it's Builders 2, because it's technically the Yeah, Builders 2, right, right, yeah. Just keep forgetting the fact that there was a first one. Um, then uh, this one actually got me really excited because I was kind of worried that this franchise might not survive in the West uh, much longer. But Dragon Quest XI Echoes of the Elusive Age mm. S Definitive Edition. Uh, they are porting... less than six months. Well, here's the thing, though. The game was not terribly well received on either one of its other releases and Western audiences. Nope. And yeah, really, it it didn't sell well. Not mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's been having problems with that. Yeah, that's just it. It's it, yeah. It's a, it, mm-hmm. it, no, it it inspired the RPG model, but so many people have done it better that keeping that same model again just doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, there's it, some hardcore fans that love Dragon Quest and love that it's seen that's coming over here, but then they they're also very upset that there's there's a bunch of games they've missed because they just don't come over and they try bring them over and it just didn't sell well and. Yeah, it's it's an issue. There have been two legitimate successes with that franchise. The first one was Dragon Quest VIII, which unfortunately most people just got for the Final Fantasy XII demo, which is sad because... It's one of yeah, the best RPGs in existence. I, I, I absolutely love it. I it is own, a cool, awesome game. Yeah, I own the Collector's Edition on PS2. I didn't even play the game before that. John just recommended it, and I've got a used copy of GameStop. It was... It's absolutely great. And then there was, uh, what was the uh, one for uh, DS? Was that Dragon Quest Nine? Yeah, that was Nine. Yeah, that one was also a legitimate success. But then it hasn't had anything else that's really worked in the Western audiences. Eleven didn't do terribly, but it didn't do great in the U.S. market. Uh, but if there's any good sign, uh, Nintendo eShop pre-orders are through the roof. So maybe it's just finding the right audience. I think maybe. there's a lot of RPG fans that have moved over to the Switch. 
I think yep. that easy accessibility and mobile platform makes more sense for a lot of those people. So who knows? And apparently they also have a new, like you could access older versions of the game in this version. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Th and um, I'm kind of excited about this. I, I didn't play 11. Uh, I'll admit I'm part of the problem. <laughs> so I, I probably will play that. I did play it on PlayStation 4 and I did enjoy it. Yeah. It got good uh, reviews. It's, it's just, just it's just unfortunately a little dated. Yeah, I yeah. watched. Uh, I watched the game. Mm -hmm. Oh, Twitch. that's part of the problem. Yep. Yeah, uh, and then um, let's see here. I also didn't have. A, I didn't really. Play, I had no time to play, so I just did that instead. Mm -hmm. um, Battalion nineteen forty four. Yeah, this um, this is their new thing. Front. Yeah, it's an action shooter. You've seen these before. Potatoes, potatoes. Yeah, big uh, news though. What? The biggest takeaway for me out of the whole thing, quite honestly, because I've been begging for this for a long time, because I buy a lot of CDs still, because oh, yeah. there's a lot of music you can't get on Spotify or Apple Music or anything like that. They fixed One that. The, yep, finally, Square Enix music on streaming services. <laughs> After all these years, I can finally listen to the Final Fantasy X soundtrack without having to copy it to iTunes and then going and syncing it to my account. Mm -hmm. uh, hallelujah. Uh... The first Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC. Yeah. Um, DLC trailer coming out sometime in winter. Looking forward to it. Going to be doing a lot of stuff with characters. So that's cool. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 uh, Shadowbringers. Really great cinematic trailer. Might get me back into the RPG. So It is cool. a good game. Um, I haven't played in about six months because I of computer issues. So... Um, I will if I if I start playing again on Xbox on my PlayStation Four, I'll probably start doing it through there. But once I get up a good computer again, I'll be playing that one as long as well as WoW all the time. So yeah, um, Brave of Excel or Brave Excelis, uh and a new game coming out. Cool if you're into mobile games. Um, Outsiders. Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember that one. I <laughs> oh Outriders, sorry, oh, Outriders. Outriders. Um, it's a shooter alien style game. Um, it's from a newer studio as well. Um, D Dying Light was mentioned again. More games coming to the West, which is what yeah. I was talking about. Um, Onikiri, which is another kind of looking interesting looking game. Um, that's coming out. I don't have any interest in that, but that's coming out August 22nd. Yeah. Um, My favorite uh, announcement came up. Um, Final Robert. Fantasy VIII remastered your favorite yeah my, my, my favorite final fantasy game they're finally cleaning it up a little bit <laughs> oh, and robert if you want Shadowbringers, they have gunblades now yeah they have the gunblade oh, class in uh in uh in the dlc don't please please don't give me a nerd direction I, I i don't need that right now i need to be professional <laughs> you and your gunblades don't make me whip one out boy i will whip it out right now there's I will do it. Don't make me do it. Do it. Do it. Final Call Fantasy XIV, uh, eight. So yeah, they've updated it a little bit to remaster it yeah. to current quality. Yeah. Now this is the one that, that surprised me a little bit. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Was Marvel's Avenger? Yeah. Oh, that looks awesome. Yeah. And it Crystal, looked really, Crystal really Dynamics. Dark. Crystal Dynamics version of Mar of Marvel's Avengers. They do not aren't following. They didn't take the the visuals of like of Hemsworth or 
Downey Jr. or anything like that. They took their own view on this and their own unique story. Mm -hmm. Um, Completely original. Um, And the thing that they also did is that they also introduced the voices, the the voice actors for it. And I recognize three of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yep, you damn critter. uh, One of them being Troy Baker. Mm -hmm. Really, really talented man um, with a lot of different stuff. But also Travis Wellingham, also known for uh, playing Mustang in Full Metal Alchemist. And um, Laura Bailey, who also is actually, she's been on this this list a lot, actually. Because she's also the, I think she's also the main character for Gears Gears 5. Uh, (laughs) If I think I'm correct on that. I honestly do not even remember. She's, yeah. She does a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah. I think it'll be good. I think it coming after uh, and not um, concurrently with the Avengers makes it easier for us not to compare the fact that the characters are different. I think it, it feels like a parallel universe, which is what happens in the comics all the time. One ends. They still want to keep producing content relevant to the brand. So I'm excited. I didn't remember the year. <laughs> What? That's uh, that's exactly. Earth, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that is exactly what. Because when it first came, I saw. I was like, this feels. What What is strange is it feels very similar. But then they did take a different take, and then they pointed it out that they're like, this is a different take. And I was like, okay, so what is different? So it's it's a good thing they pointed it out because I feel like that could get some really weird. I, I think it's going to be a problem for them long term, unfortunately, because yeah. I think. The casting with it, the characters that they're choosing to go with, because the Avengers, that's a roster of over a hundred different Marvel characters. But them choosing to go and keep with the ones that really popularized phase one. I don't know if having all of that there is necessarily a good idea. Because they said they're going to slowly start adding them one by one, right? Well, and I think it was smart that they included the little thing with Hank Pym at the very end because it's a younger Hank Pym. Yeah, and very different Remind from the me, one. Him? Remind me, Ant Man. Ant Man. That's what I thought. The original Ant Man. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that that was a smart move, but I think that for anybody that didn't watch the E3 conference, which let's be honest here, most people are going to be consuming this through little article snippets, Facebook links, and all that kind of stuff. They're not necessarily going to watch all of the twenty minutes they dedicated to that. I don't know. I think that's going to be a bit of a problem for them, especially if. I, I'm really worried about like Spider-Man Far From Home with franchise fatigue because they went so over the top with Endgame. I don't know whether or not the franchise is going to hold firm uh, with what's going on there. So we'll see. That's probably a longer discussion. Yeah, no, we're not going to go into that right now because we've got one more thing to go with. And um, dare, dare I to make a claim? Well, Square okay. Enix was my favorite Mm-hmm. Uh, of the conferences, they brought I would me make... some chain, uh, Kingdom Hearts DLC. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there, there's a lot that I loved there. I love the crowd. I yeah. thought the presentation was good. Yeah. But I would make the argument that the best presentations and the company that I think won E3 this year was Nintendo and their too many Bowser situation. Mm. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> no, like yes, yeah. Yeah, they, they started off strong. I mean, Smash Bros. is continuing to be a powerhouse in terms of sales. Uh, <laughs> Mario Kart have dominated uh, just this whole console generation, quite honestly. 
just with the number of individual units that they're selling. The announcement of the Dragon Quest uh, crossover, that being the, the heroes collectively of the Dragon Quest franchise uh, being added to the roster, that was big. Uh, getting to meet uh, Doug Bowser for the first time in one of these directs was big and very cute with what they did. Link's Awakening went from being a short teaser trailer to a game that even my wife says I need to have. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3, the sequel we've really been waiting for. Mm. And one of the best trailers, I think, of the entire week. Like, just the whole narration behind that was great. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dark Crystal Tactics mobile game uh, tied into the Netflix movie. I, I still don't know how I feel about that. I wish yeah, so exactly. badly it wasn't a tactics game. I want to play a Dark Crystal game so much, but I hate tactics games. Um, yeah. They also talked about Luigi's Mansions 3. I just said that. I said that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So Sorry. Sorry. The, yeah, they talked. But here's the one thing. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I would actually, I wanted to mention something about Luigi's Mansion is what I meant. Okay. Is that I would get myself a Switch just so that I could play with you guys. Because yeah. that would be, because the, the uh, multiplayer campaign seems fun. It does. It, it legitimately looks awesome. Who played the original Link's Awakening? I did. Uh, I own it. That yeah. was that was such a good game. I mm -hmm. played it on X. I played it on um, on Game Boy. Mm -hmm. um, the the little song at the very end, like just as he was climbing the mountain up to the egg, brought back so many memories. Mm -hmm. Uh. Um, it, looked, it looked like a really good remaster of it too. I was like, it's it, beautiful. It feels nostalgic. Uh, RPG Trials of Mana, international release, 2020, mm -hmm. um, including the original three from the collectors, the, the collection of the collection of Trials of Mana three or uh, the games or whatever. First time outside of Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, Witcher three is coming up on Switch as well. Yeah. Fire Emblem, The Three Houses. Um, not sure what style because they didn't show any gameplay whatsoever. Uh, I, that one's got me weirdly compelled. Like, I enjoy that franchise, mm -hmm. but I can't say I've ever been super into it. I want to know more about this game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Resident Evil 5 and 6 has been added to the collection for Switch, mm -hmm. along with 1, 2, and 3, and 4. Yeah, great reveal um, trailer on that as well. That was a lot of fun. Definitely. I, I like that kind um, of quirkiness. Um, this one here I have written as this is for John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> John, introduce your game. Alien, Common Rider, lightsaber, mannequin, cutting simulator with sunglasses. Also known as No More Heroes Free. I was super stoked when I saw this. <laughs> the moment I saw that guy walk out of the building, I'm like, hell yeah, I know what this game is. No, I more heard John screaming. Granted, I caught this in real time. I think he caught it like two hours later, but I just heard this shriek on the wind, and I knew John had seen it. It's like no more heroes. <laughs> Suda fifty one. You are a bloody genius. <laughs> because he like he released uh, the return to Travis touchdown recently, and that helped like kicks uh, essentially leads for no more heroes free. Mm -hmm. But it's like uh, it's everything I wanted. That that trailer they showed was so outrageous. Yep. <laughs> Everything we expect from No More Heroes. Yeah. Um, Contra and the Contra Collection. 
and the new version of Contra and the new Contra collection. I never played Contra, so I don't really. Meh. I, it's kind of exciting, but it is kind of shovelware too. So yeah, it's it's, it's very much shovelware. Um, Demon Demon versus X Machine, which was another one. Yeah. Um, pretty much also the same the same shtick. It, it looked like a very anime game. That's all I'm. Gonna yeah. <laughs> there is a and lot of yeah. Panzer Dragoon. Yes. Took forever. Been waiting for it. What is it? Like, it just looks like another one of those, like, point-and-shoot games. Like, it, It's an on-rail shooter. It's an old franchise. I think this is the eighth game in the series. The last one released was Panzer Dragoon Orta for the original Xbox, which was one of the best-rated games to come out on that console. And this was one of the things that Sega brought over uh, when they dropped out of the Dreamcast, they were giving a lot of stuff to Microsoft because they didn't want to give it to their arch nemesis, Sony or Nintendo. So that uh, Jet Set Radio, those were games or those were game franchises that were brought over to the Xbox and died there because nobody in Japan wants to buy an Xbox of any generation. So seeing this coming over to the Switch is a big deal. It's a brand new game. It's the classic gameplay. This is niche, but it's very exciting, and it's showing on how good of a relationship Sega and Nintendo have these days. So, um, Pokemon Sword and Shield, which has been has been announced for a little while, and also the gameplay has been shown in the, within the last couple weeks. And there is a lot the- of weird fan art with Dynamax. There <laughs> is a Corgi Pokemon. Um, <laughs> That apparently that blew up the other day. Yep. Um, that is being released November fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Yep, and we'll be at KomoriCon for things we can't talk about yet. Mm-hmm. We'll see you there. Um, next is Astral Chain, another uh, anime looking game. Very I'm much interested. Yeah, Empire of Sin, top down gangster game. That looks kind of cool. Yeah, I, 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 I'm hoping that's good. I, I kind of want to play that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. The still exclusive Switch game. I don't know how. Yeah. Now, this next one here has fascinated me. And mm-hmm. I like it because I haven't seen a game like this in a while. And apparently mm-hmm. it gets complicated after the first hour. Mm-hmm. Cadence of Hyrule. Yes. The Crypt of the Necro Dancer game. Spinoff. Yeah, yep. it's already out. Uh, I saw Beat my friend Walker yeah. playing it, and it was yeah, it was good. Catchy tunes. I need to play it. Yeah, on your Switch right now, and just go download it. I, I know I should. I should just run upstairs, grab my Switch, and just start downloading it. There you go. Yep. Uh, next one here is a game that is very old, but has once again come back to console. Um, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020. Mm-hmm. That. It's a game I, that has worked. I, I, I'm happy to see it back, quite honestly. <laughs> as dumb as they are, they're fun party games. And with Japan hosting the Olympic Games, uh, they've announced more stuff than ever. It's it's Mario Party. Exactly. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, I'm excited. It looks like it mm. takes the farming from uh, Harvest Moon and mixes it with the debt of... Uh, Animal Crossing in the setting of Moana. (laughs) Tom Nook can always give you a loan. Yes. (laughs) Tom Nook is Satan. No, you see, that's the thing. Tom Nook, he doesn't care when you pay him back as long as you pay him back. 
He doesn't like send loan sharks after you or anything. I'm not convinced that that's the truth. Actually, I'd like to see loan sharks in Animal Crossing because they'd actually be sharks. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Can we have a man-eater Animal Crossing crossover, please? <laughs> Animal Crossing over. Um, now speaking we're of, speaking of crossovers. Yes, because yes. we actually have two. Yeah. Um, both for Smash, Smash Ultimate. Yeah. Well, uh, we talked about one of them. Yes, we but did the, the bigger one. Just a reminder was which was Dragon Quest. Yep. Um, which includes the new hero and the old heroes. Yeah. Which love so that, that. Which will be interesting. But yeah. the one is this one is one of my favorite fucking duos. Oh ever. my freaking god! So the last dog year, and the duck. yeah, <laughs> yeah. La last year, some of you might remember when they did the pseudo troll. Uh, trailer for King K. Rule getting announced for Smash Ultimate. And that lit up the internet, the memes, everything that went along with it. This year, they did it again. Duck Hunt did what they do. They were trolls. They were assholes. The video was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Especially when we found out, there is a god! The Grinch still lives! Banjo-Kazooie has come back to Nintendo! <laughs> the relationship developments that have changed between Microsoft and Nintendo in recent months have allowed for our forgotten son, our long-lost lamb, to go and return to us. And in beautiful Smash animations, Banjo and Kazooie have come home. Yes. <sighs> and to wrap it to wrap it all up, well, to second to last anyway. Um Something that I wasn't kind of surprised. They, um, they have announced Breath of the Wild 2. Or a sequel of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, a sequel, because it's not going to be called 2. It's going to be... Something oh, no. Else. Well, they haven't really announced what it's called yet. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it looks like it's still pretty early in development, but they must have the story stuff worked out. That was such a huge hit. I mean, even with the Switch coming out, Wii U sales saw a boost when that game came out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I I can't wait. That was the big surprise. That and Banjo, they saved the best for last because those were the two biggest surprises. I think of all of E3, quite honestly. And there are definitely ones that worked because Nintendo stock shot up again after it. Oh, and that doesn't fucking surprise me. Yep. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm an investor now. <laughs> yeah it's oh yeah i have watched i have two like, whole shares in that company there you go i made a whole three dollars <laughs> nice <laughs> a, a plus is a plus yep all righty and that brings us to the end of e3 thank god <laughs> and like always this conference as always wears on all of us yeah. Um, too especially much. So this podcast itself might be split into two. We'll have to see later during editing. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's but, let's just get the last stuff out of here. Um, game you most want to play and who won E3? Um, well, I th I think Square took mm -hmm. a quite uh, took my number one mm -hmm. with my number zero going to E3 to, to EA. <laughs> okay. My last place going to EA. Uh, just because they're just so like three and a half hours, they could have done a whole fucking lot more. Yeah. Um, with that time, and a lot of it was dead. That was dead air. Yeah. Um, game. 
Give us one, man. Give us one. Wait, he's, he's talking about the game you most want to play? Yeah. yeah. Is, you're not going to just pick Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? Because that no. seems like you're, you're one. Well, no, it's not. That's the thing. It's not. Really? Um, that surprised This me. is fascinating. Seven. Really? Seven remake. Cool. I have never played it. Yeah. Oh, I've never okay. played any of the 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 only Star uh, Final Fantasy game that I have I played. Star Wars. I hope it's <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, the only Final Fantasy VII game that I or Final Fantasy Final game Fantasy I game. played was fourteen. Mm. Um, and a little bit of like some of the of um ten, I think, mm-hmm. like like five minutes of it, and it's or and also thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's gone mute. Next. <laughs> Amy. Uh, as far as winners, oh, Rob, don't hate me. It's I okay. enjoyed watching the PC gaming show the most, even with that obnoxious lady in her tacky outfit and terrible leopard print shoes. Just the fact that you said that absolves you. You you, you are forgiven. <laughs> she wasn't a shark <laughs> costume Straight up at the one point. 90s. What did you say, Chad? She wasn't a shark costume at one point, too. <laughs> she was, and I was like, that's so fucking tacky. And then I was like, I totally want a shark one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay, I didn't plan this, but I bought shark fabric th- today. So... <laughs> uh, um, but the game, oh man. Uh, uh, Watchdog Legions, I want to play really bad, which is funny because it's not really my type of game. And mm. then I'm going to pick a few other ones because mm-hmm. uh, I want to. You're uh, much extra. Play... Man eater, man eater, and I want to play uh, Planet Zoo, and I want to play Twelve Minutes. Those are what I'm going to pick. But yeah, the uh, (laughs) number one is going to be Watch Dogs. All right, and we're just going to skip over John because I'm sure that has to go to Microsoft because of Elden Ring. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Actually, no. What's what's yours? What's yours? Nintendo one, hands down. Really? Zero. And No More Heroes is actually mine. Well, yeah, that is... <laughs> oh, yeah, does. Does everybody yeah, agree yeah. that EA pretty much lost? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's really though. it's hard to argue. Like they've got one game that's got me excited, and the rest of it was just, hey, these are our cash cows. Don't forget about them. Mm-hmm. And we we're going to spend three and a half hours talking about them. Yeah. So, I still have to say my thing. Yes. And I'm starting to think the idea of winning and losing E3 is becoming a weirdly outdated concept because of them changing so much. This was an idea when they all had the same style of presentation where they all got up on the stage. They all had a music number. They all released a bunch of games. uh, And it was very easy to compare them. But nowadays, it's like, what? It's a weird concept to say who wins or loses these things. Uh, I feel this whole year might have been just a kind of a wash. Um, yeah. yeah. But like it's people trying different things like going direct is one big thing. A couple of companies are doing like uh, that's that's one way of doing it. Um, another is uh, with E3 and uh, Bethesda or feel like they're the more generic ones like that was like if I was to rate it in a one to 20, they'd be sitting at a solid 10. Um, and Microsoft just gunshot and uh, games at us, just throwing, throwing, throwing. So they had all the content. And then, yeah, EA was 
different, but like I kind of have to commend that because they're realizing, hey, it's changing. So let's try something different. They did. Yeah. Did it pay off? Oh, I don't know. They definitely it felt more like they were focusing on set games and the idea that they sat down and had like a conversation with it. So if you're keen on one of those games, you got a lot of information about one game. But if you're the complete polar opposite of that, which was Microsoft, which just shotgun tons of game that you, that you don't even keep track of all the ones that they had is, I don't know. That's the other option. Shotgun or machine gun? (laughs) Just shoot blindingly spraying uh, i'm gonna say shotgun because sometimes they're showing two games at once so it's just like a spray <laughs> of games in your face is just just that whole indie xbox uh, id at xbox xb indie games was just like they just went here's a game here's a game here's a game here's a game it was like oh my god i don't know if these are good or not they're just saying these are all here so yeah the idea of saying who's winning and losing, I'm kind of saying is a weird, outdated concept. I, I, but you see, you almost went and brought up what I think actually makes it more relevant than ever. Everybody <clears> is <throat> trying different things now. Mm. What, whose presentation really managed to go and capture focus and capture attention more? What drove you to the most games? What gave the best presentation for the games on there? So, yeah. It, it drove me away almost. Yeah. All their extra boringness. Uh, if that's the case, then I'm going to have to say like the PC gaming was the most solid one where I went in. I saw some games I liked, and I was like, I understand these games. I know what they're about. They had little talks about them. So, yeah. Wasn't... And I, I would put them as number two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Nintendo was kind of crowd-pleasing, but that's also kind of what you expect from them since they do so much stuff first party. So I have to give them kind of the nod overall for number yep. one. But honestly, the PC gaming show, yeah, that's that's easily number two for me. And they had good I, stuff put together. It yeah. was just their production quality was the thing that got me a little bit. Uh, I understand that. It did yeah. feel it did feel like it was in the nineties. It felt older. Yeah. Uh, like that, all, all around. Had yeah. I seen that at E3 2004, I would have been like, this is the best that I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. no, it felt like that. Um, but other than that, jeez, uh, if I have a game to pick, it's gonna be Evil Genius, Watch Dogs. <laughs> it's I'm I was I was hurt before with Watch Dogs. Uh, Psychonaut Two, I've already pre-ordered. I I just started that. It's like I, I'm already getting it. Like I don't know what to say about that. Uh, and then Cyberpunk is also really neat. But again, it's one of those games, Cyberpunk and such those games i'm still on the fence because i've been hurt before yeah (laughs) i'm hurt i've been hurt before be gentle so yeah Yeah. this is a weird one for me because every conference there was something that i wanted to play yeah like that actually has not happened for me in too many circumstances this being a particularly i'm gonna say it hasn't been a bad e3 yeah it was like kind of a wash yeah but like Baldur's Gate, Stadia Connect. I want to play it. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I want to play it. Evil Genius 2. I want to play it a lot. <laughs> um, Shenmue. I was going to play it. I still will. Don't worry, Shenmue. I'm still because you're a whore. Yeah, I, I want to play Keanu the game. I shouldn't say I want to. I'm going to play Keanu the game. Yeah. Who isn't? <laughs> That's kind of the point. If you know what CD Projekt Red is like and you like yeah. their games, you're going to like this. I, oh, totally. 
Yeah, that's just it. I mean, I, I'm going to play Psychonauts 2 as well. I'm going to play Gears 5. I'm invested. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for Halo Infinite. Like, they finally gave me a little bit of something that's got me interested in the Halo franchise again. After 5, that's a pretty big statement. So, mm -hmm. they got me. I actually want to give 76 a try again. I, I do. Possible. Same here. I might actually get into it now. Yeah, they, they gave me enough that I want to try it again. So, yeah. Watchdog so Legions. I, I want to play it. <laughs> I, I just want to play it. Square Enix, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm going to play it. Avengers, I'm probably going to play it. I still have some questions that need answering, but I'm, I'm probably going to play that. And then Luigi's Mansion 3. Definitely. I, I don't know what else I can say. That this, this was a bad year for E3, but it wasn't a bad year for the games announced. And particularly mm -hmm. for Nintendo, just because most of their stuff had 2019 release dates, mm -hmm. more than there anything. A lot of 2020s in there too. That that's just it. That was the thing that really disappointed me more than anything else. It's like for the first three days, there wasn't a single game that I could think of that has a 2019 release date. Everything's all 2020, and then Nintendo comes out and it's just like coming 2019, coming 2019, coming 2020. Doom 2019. Yeah, that's just it. It's like there's the one other one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, Maybe we made we our piece. Yana, leave it at that. <laughs> yes. God, I'm going to hate editing this. I, uh, mercifully uh, end this. Mercifully end it. Open the airlock. End it. End it. The fucking skydive. Thank you, everybody, for our E3 podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.